Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this. is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> Welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This, of course, is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen, flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Very soft, soothing, <laughs> Happy New Year intro for you. Sorry if I put you to sleep. But... Uh, Happy New Year's Eve, Eve, to everyone, and we will, of course, ring in the new year with all the week's news, which isn't much, considering it was a holiday week. So maybe we're out of here early tonight, I don't know. But uh, got some updates on the Patreon front. Jack Conti breaks his silence to throw us under the bus. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Jack. Uh... Got some brief updates on the government shutdown and the political fight over the border wall. And just in case you needed another reason, I know Blonde does, another reason to uh, care about border security. An illegal immigrant murders a police officer in California. Uh, plenty to discuss in that case. What a terrible case. It's, if, did you see his brother at the press conference? Yeah. It's rough <laughs> to watch. Two notable public freakouts this week. A vape shop clerk goes crazy on a man dressed in pro-Trump clothes and a transgender person gets misgendered at GameStop and becomes very angry. What a, what a weird pairing of... I know you have some suspicions about this. I actually... Th- I don't know. What do you... Th- we were talking about... What was the, the fake video last week? The package one. Yeah. This week, the transgender one is almost too silly to be believed for me. I, I can't yeah. explain why... I think it might be fake. It just seems kind of fake. Yeah, but what would the incentive be for the non-tranny? You, the GameStop employee? Yeah. Just the lulls. I don't know. Like, just doing it for fun. I'll explain, I'll explain why. But if, if it's real, what an insane clip. Anyway, I'm excited to get to that. Uh, plus, a few details on the ever-evolving Desmond story, Ugh, courtesy of two again. of our listeners. Interesting little factoids keep coming in. And thanks to people emailing them to me so we can piece them together, including uh, a video from earlier this year 
featuring Desmond's dad. We've been asking questions about Desmond's dad for a few weeks, so we get an idea of what Desmond's dad's parenting philosophy looks like. You could have predicted it. Uh, yeah, let's just put it that way. Yeah. And of course, we will take super chats through YouTube or Streamlabs in between topics, 10 bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good low down money grabbers. It'll be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Thank you for liking the show on YouTube. Thank you for reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you for supporting the show wherever that's possible anymore. Who knows? And thank you for emailing us. That's beauty in the beta at gmail.com if you want to take the show on the go in an audio format you can do that you can find the audio form of the show on apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher and more they're all linked conveniently in the description for you wherever you find your podcasts you can find us got a couple pieces of uh listener art or should i say just comical photoshops this week <laughs> um steven steven of uh calling in on Stephen one calling in on Wednesday nights fame, Stephen and Matt, apparently they have quite a figurine collection <laughs> featuring the likes of Harley Quinn and other uh, movie or comic book characters. I actually don't know who any of these other people are. I only know Harley Quinn, <laughs> but, the, what, but they added to their collection on Christmas and apparently it's just a whole bunch of blonde figurines. <laughs> so that's very cool. Hope uh, Matt and Stephen had a lovely <laughs> Christmas. And then Michael Schlecht uh, sent this to me. Of course, I was dressed in my Christmas sweater about, uh, about, well, it was a reference to Home Alone. Buzz, your girlfriend, woof. Well, now it's Jack, your platform, woof. And as he said to me, nice thing is it's, um, it's multi-purpose. You could be referring to Conti or Dorsey because oh, both yeah. of their platforms are terrible. That's true. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you hear about, and thanks to our art submitters, by the way, if you want to submit artwork as we're always getting beauty in the beta at gmail.com and put uh, artwork in the, in the subject line. We were talking before we went live about this Lindsay Shepard uh, lawsuit, which is sort of surprising news. She, she posted on Twitter this week, Lindsay Shepard recall of um, getting chastised for playing a Jordan Peterson clip in class fame. This was about a year ago at Wilfrid Laurier university in Canada. We all remember that incident. We talked about it in depth individually and on this show. But she revealed on Twitter this week that she's actually being sued by those two professors. And as I digged into the details on this, it got, a, it got more and more interesting to me. Uh, and we still don't have all the details. It's kind of pending as this lawsuit develops. By the way, <laughs> just the photographs of these two professors. Like, if you, like you could have another thing you could have predicted. Like the, the one guy on the right is like, am I trans? You'll never know. That's I know, right? It looks like face. the R2 Dindu lineup, like they belong right. <laughs> and and I, uh, I forget, they, they're, both of their voices were on that famous recording. I forget which one said which things, but they're both there. Anyway, Lindsay Shepard says, um, guess what? They're suing me, and she's got a whole Twitter thread explaining some of the details. And as I understand it, and again, more, more details will be coming out, this is actually sort of a, it's a lawsuit from these professors against her pursuant to an existing lawsuit from Jordan Peterson against them. Because okay. it turns out that Jordan Peterson, recall that the nature of the dispute was they had said Jordan, Lindsay played a clip of Jordan Peterson talking about a gender debate. And they said, you can't play that to kids without explaining the context. That's like playing a Hitler clip without explaining the context. Well, it turns out, and I was unaware of this, Jordan Peterson's got a million and a half dollar lawsuit for defamation against these guys. 
yeah calling him hitler or something like that we're talking about this i have mixed feelings about this i mean i do too on the one hand i want people like this to have some kind of consequence for their behavior on the other hand i don't like the precedent that it sets for labeling somebody in a private conversation i don't know how you can even do that legally right yeah so it says here peterson is seeking 1.5 million dollars in damages alleges anyone searching his name online could be exposed to their characterization of him as something like Hitler. Uh, Says his lawyer, this has a significant impact on Peterson's reputation among those with whom he deals, including fellow academics, future or existing students, the university where he works, and those who might read his books or listen to his lecture. Now, like you, I get it. People who write defamatory things can cost you, and I'm not saying defamatory things. He, exactly. Like the, yeah. what, what gives me pause here, one, Peterson is kind of a self-promoted free speech warrior guy. And that doesn't mean that you have to be pro-defamation necessarily. But let's remember the context, as you described. They were basically talking in a room in what they believed to be a private conversation right. that didn't turn out that way. But it's sort of like if you and I had a conversation offline and, and said Jordan Peterson's a Nazi and then someone went and published that, and then all of a sudden we're held to be defamatory to the tune of a million and a half dollars. And I, I, granted, I have not read his lawyer's case. I'm highly skeptical of the idea that that recording caused Jordan Peterson a million and a half dollars in damages. I'm just, I'm, that seems like a high number. This seems a little frivolous to me. But the point is that these two professors are now saying, well, it's actually Lindsay Shepard's fault that those damages occurred because she's the one who published the recording right. she's the one who distributed the recording i'm not a fan of that defense because it's like take ownership of your own words right. but from a legal perspective i understand where they're coming from basically i'm kind of annoyed with everyone <laughs> in this situation i think i, I don't not really Lindsay like how... Shepard. i'm i'm team Lindsay. she's also got a lawsuit against wilfred laurier claiming that she's unemployable in, in an academia i suppose well, based on my <laughs> based on my understanding of the scenario she probably has the most plausible uh victim status if you want to put it that way in this entire scenario yeah um and it sounds like wilfred Laurier intends to fight both her lawsuit and jordan peterson's lawsuit but i was totally unaware of this i gotta say i'm i'm not a, a big fan of this move if i understand it correctly i i you know i'd rather see like these guys called me a nazi they're wrong and I'm going to carry on making my millions of dollars or discuss with them or I don't know, call them ambiguous trannies in response. Like right. I did, and so you know many what I people mean? have written defamatory yeah. things about him. It is kind of baffling to me that he wouldn't use his resources to go after them. Unless he's doing what you described originally, which is like, I'm just trying to make a statement. I'm just trying to stick it to the people who are engaging in this type of behavior. But they're clearly going to say that Lindsay is responsible for this. That's the obvious yeah reaction i mean so we'll see we'll see how this pans out um you know i have have no idea how this is going to go i have no idea what the law has to say in canada about this i just know what the different parties are saying so anyway um we'll we'll have to see did you hear about the women's march developments in uh, Uh, northern california yes which is actually where i was born humboldt (laughs) california i thought this was very funny in uh in um, so this is Humboldt County organizers in Eureka, California. Remember the annual women's March happens every year around this time in January. It was two years ago where we had the epic one with like 
Ashley Judd and the rest of those crazies. Two years ago? Oh. It was right after Trump's inauguration. Yeah. Wow. I guess that's true. Or right around, was it maybe it was the same weekend? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, they had planned a women's march in Eureka, California in, uh, on January 19th, but it is now canceled because organizers say uh, that the participants do not represent the diversity of the area, which I'm not sure what they mean, as we'll comment on momentarily. But the press release they uh, put out reads this way. Up to this point, the participants have been overwhelmingly white <laughs> Lacking representation from several perspectives in our community, instead of pushing forward with crucial voices absent, the organizing team will take time for more outreach. Now, I did my due diligence before live. I, I thought, uh, you know, Southern California's got it's much more of a melting pot. If you want to put it that California. way, yeah. But but that's what I'm saying is Northern oh. California comparatively not so much. Yeah, not really. Especially you know that's up. If I understand where this, that's up closer to the Oregon border is it not i'm not exactly familiar but certainly north of the bay area well north well north in california humboldt county is 84 percent white so hispanics and latinos are only 12 percent. blacks are only 1.4 percent wow it, really when they talk about representing their area almost everyone being white is representative of their area so what are they going to do import racial minorities from elsewhere to participate in their stupid march yeah They've done stuff like that before. And how interesting, we see this all the time, but they say it's lacking representation from several perspectives. No, it's not. It's lacking representation from racial demographics. Mm -hmm. They just interchange racial demographics and perspectives as though those are the same thing, but everyone else is racist. Like you're this race, therefore you think this way, but everyone else besides us is racist. This was a bad PR move too. I don't know how they thought that this wasn't going to reflect poorly on them or display their hypocrisy. The women's movement is largely like older white women. Everybody knows that. But why would you want to highlight that? They and of course, like, the, we're diverse. Shut up. The national group, whoever the national, whatever the like board or council that runs over the women's women's march national group has been un, under all sorts of controversy for you know linda sarsour reasons basically mm-hmm. so they they've been kind of dealing with a lot of controversy uh in, in the last few months this just to your point seems like a, a colossally stupid move to make there's no just have your stupid march why would you say yeah. it's not enough brown people well okay do it, in, do it in a different area then. What? Nobody would have said anything about it either. Mm. It sounds like they were trying to get ahead of a story, but I think that people would have just shut their mouths because... <laughs> do you think they're so entrenched ideologically that they thought, oh, we're going to get a bunch of bad press because there's too many white people here? That's yeah. probably why. Yeah, Maybe you're probably. right. Hmm. I mean, I don't think that they have a lot of self-awareness. I don't think they did this out of the goodness of their hearts or love of diversity. Hmm. Maybe, though. The latter, not goodness in their hearts. <laughs> well, you'll have to go to your women's march elsewhere because Eureka, Aww. California is not available this year if you were planning on going. I saw some polling. It's, 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 I was looking at the dates. It's kind of surprising how quickly the 2020 election season is upon us. It's basically already upon us. You're going to start seeing candidates announcing very shortly. The first debate for the Democrats is scheduled for June. God. We're only a few months away from endless i mean it's it's like perpetual campaigning we just finished 2018 of course I know. and we're setting My up political for... tank is not full like i just feel like 
I'm not ready for this. Like, I can't do this again. Get right ready. Now. I mean, I'm excited to see how far left the Democrats are going to go. And and the polling that came out is pretty interesting. A USA Today Suffolk University poll asked voters who they'd like to see on the ballot in 2020. Democratic and independent respondents answered, uh, quote, someone entirely new <laughs> out of 11 available options. The poll isn't really a, they didn't ask who would you pick. They gave you options and said, would you be excited? Lukewarm, not excited about this person. 59% got the highest excite or um, someone entirely new got the highest excitement rate at 59%. Other <laughs> candidates included Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Beto of losing to Ted Cruz fame, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Elizabeth Warren. And there were some others, including Hillary Clinton, who was at the bottom of the enthusiasm. Elizabeth rankings. Warren, her, her numbers were negative. It was like 27 people, 27% of people agree it's, that she should run and 33% don't agree. So it was what negative six, but that shocked yeah. me that, that it was that many people. I thought that she was totally out. I don't think she can turn this around. She's got a pretty, people. you look at this dark Navy block. They don't give you exact percentages in this graphic, but she's got the, one of the highest shouldn't run responses. Hillary's got the highest. It looks like Bernie's got the second highest, but Hillary's right up there or uh, Elizabeth Warren's right up there in the shouldn't run, which sort of surprises me. Maybe people know. are, I thought Bernie would have fared better than that. I don't know. I think it's maybe turning your back on a loser. It's like, yeah, we tried. You lost. But he's also so old. Yeah, there's that angle, too. So um, Joe Biden's uh, Joe Biden's response rate compared to someone entirely new was 53 percent excitement. So just just behind that. But I think there's a couple different ways you can interpret this poll result. Uh, If you want to be critical of the Democrats. This is a party with absolutely no leadership and no clear direction. That's kind of in a mess. You have no presumptive leader. You have nobody that anybody's really excited about. On the other side of it, I can make the case that it is smart of them to ditch their unpopular establishment figures and go in search of their own Trump kind of person. So, but who can even fit that bill? I can't even think of of anybody that could fit that. I mean, I guess that's why they're saying somebody completely new, but who on the fringes could even do this. that's the problem is their preferred candidate is a hypothetical and you're going to have to fill Trump that wasn't hypothetical totally off the radar at this point in the game I and mean, he had made himself no yeah i mean we're, he he announced what it was june 2015 remember he did the escalator thing so yeah but even could before someone... that he's been saying for decades yeah that he's gonna run he wasn't yeah. totally off the radar i can't think of anybody like that on the left i mean like your oprah's maybe I got a couple pieces of um, national political news before we hop into the Patreon updates and um, and the big uh, immigration or, or, you know, the illegal immigrant murder case and the rest of the immigration update. But uh, did you see this NBC News fake news yeah. about <laughs> good God? Talk about jumping the gun to push forward a narrative. So what? they've never done that before. I can't believe it. On uh, Christmas Day, NBC News publishes a story that says Trump, uh, quote, broke from a recent tradition of actually visiting troops and wounded warriors. By staying home on Tuesday, Trump became the first president since 2002 who didn't visit military personnel personnel around Christmas time. Okay, well, unbeknownst to them, um, and, and to be fair, Trump did actually call troops to say Merry Christmas on Christmas Day. And I believe the original story did reference that. Um, but unbeknownst to nbc news trump and melania or donald trump and melania trump took a secret trip to iraq reported the associated press quote trump's trip was shrouded in secrecy air force one flew overnight from washington landing at an air base west of baghdad under the cover of darkness wednesday evening 
So they kind of, you know, they rushed to push forth this narrative that Trump is a Christmas Grinch when in fact he had these plans in place to do exactly Cover what they're talking darkness? about. Do they just mean nighttime? Well, I guess the story was that he flew in in like a plane that was totally unlit. Like there were no lights on it at all so that it wouldn't be any kind of security risk, that sort of thing. Well, they make it sound like he was trying to sneak in. It sounds like he was, but not for like PR reasons, for security reasons, basically. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so obviously the, the general theme of what they're saying turns out not to be true. Rather than retract the story, NBC like edited it to this weird, bizarre state. Now it's Trump becomes first president since 2002 not to visit troops on or before Christmas. <laughs> and then look, did you see how big this editor's note yeah, is at the top yeah. of it? So let me just read this. On Wednesday, NBC News compiled a list of every Christmas time Christmas time visit to active troops by a president since 2001. That list, as detailed in the article below, showed that former presidents George W. Bush and Barack Obama visited troops on or before Christmas every year since 2003, and President Donald Trump did so in 2017. As of the end of Christmas Day 2016, Trump had not visited troops during the holiday season and had announced... 2018. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, 2018. And had announced no plans to do so. The article was correct, but on December 26th, the situation changed. Trump and the First Lady Melania Trump made an unannounced visit to troops in Iraq. As a result, the thrust of this article is no longer correct, even if it was at the time. In the interest of transparency, we are keeping the article on NBCNews.com so that the record will reflect the situation on the day the article was published. And we are directing readers to the article about Trump's Iraq visit here. We are also altering one line in the article, as well as the headline... To be more specific and to note that Trump was the first president since 2002 who didn't visit military personnel on or before Christmas rather than at Christmas time. Oh, God, <laughs> semantics. Jesus Christ. Like, wow. uh, So as a technical matter, I guess they're still correct. But and I, I guess good for you on your transparency. But but Come on. if the Come thrust on. of the story is incorrect, just go ahead and retract it and retract forward it. people to the to the real story. This kind of retraction I mean, it's it's worse than just retracting the whole piece. It's silliness. Well, like this story has been this story has been reduced to silliness. And it's just it's like you got caught jumping the gun in an anti-Trump narrative. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that you were too early. It turned yeah. out the president was in fact doing exactly what you were criticizing him for doing or not doing. So I don't know. I just like uh, I guess thank you for admitting your mistake, but please just do it cleanly. <laughs> <laughs> like who's fooled by this like we are still technically right though okay uh the readers i'm sure i guess i don't know um last thing i wanted to show before we talk about patreon this is actually from december 18th but speaking of just bizarre media narratives and stories you see this piece that ran on cnn about um actual witches who are offended by trump's use of the term witch hunt in the context of the Mueller investigation yeah. this is a I gather this is sort of tongue-in-cheek, but how tongue-in-cheek is it, really? This is uh, Jeannie Moe's over at CNN. Here's the clip. Witches of the world have a problem with President Trump. Here's Jeannie Moe's. They don't fly on broomsticks. They tend not to be bewitched. By Donald Trump. You know I call it a witch hunt. And it is a witch hunt. Modern day witches are hard to categorize. I'm a practicing witch. That's how I make my living, yes. And which kind of witch are you? Uh, I'm initiated into Wicca, which is the religious side of things. 
Witches tend to side with liberals. And you know what they wish President Trump would stop saying about the Mueller investigation? It's a witch hunt. That's all it is. The witch hunt, as I call it. Russian witch hunt. This is a witch hunt like nobody's ever seen before. The author of witchcraft activism calls the president's use of the term. Really disgraceful. I mean, thousands of people were executed in Europe on suspicion of witchcraft. (sighs) Closer to home, there were the Salem witch trials. 19 supposed witches were hanged. There's a lot to be offended by by Donald Trump, and I think you, his use of the term witch hunt is is very low on that list of priorities for most witches, but nevertheless, it does demonstrate his ignorance as usual. If there's one demographic President Trump hasn't put a spell on, it's witches. They'd rather put a spell on him. I'll get you, oh, my pretty little dog, too. Wow. CNN. Then it is a witch hunt. New York. Does she get a rim shot for that, for that, that bit at the end there? Oh, my God. Gross. They seem bored uh, over there at CNN. Yeah. Recall Jeannie Moe, Jeannie Moe, is her name? She's the same one. She does these kind of like tongue in cheek, weird news bits. So I don't even know how serious they are about this, but those witches are serious. The people featured are definitely serious. She's, uh, she did that, that, um, famous Trump gets two scoops of ice cream story in the summer of 2017. Remember that one? So I get that her bits are like sort of funny, I guess. But those those witches are serious. Well, he's offensive in many ways. So this isn't high on the list, but it still matters because he's ignorant on the topic of (laughs) witchcraft. Okay. Well, uh, we've been breaking down all the Patreon nonsense for weeks now since the Sargon banning. And we've been wondering... Well, as you might put it, when is Jack Conti going to find his balls? Where did they scurry off to? Why is he hiding? Why is he not uh, speaking on behalf of his company as he did after the Lauren Southern banning when he went on Dave Rubin and revealed himself to be a liar? uh, Liar, liar, pants of fire. He's like, no, I'll only talk the New York Times now. Yeah. So he has broken his silence in a piece in the New York Times. And... um, This piece is interesting because it offers a lot of inside commentary on the Sargon case, but also a lot of photography from the inside of Patreon's actual facility in San Francisco. Like, there's our girl Jacqueline Hart right there monitoring the internet. Maybe we're maybe we got kind of like streamception right now. Maybe Jacqueline Hart is watching us watch her uh, through multiple layers of the internet since we know she loves this show and she loves tuning in making sure we're not saying the wrong words before she deletes our income. Oh, whatever. I'm shocked that our Patreon is still up. But yeah, yeah. she hasn't banned me and she hasn't banned the podcast account. Anyway, let this be a lesson to all of you about short haired women. (laughs) Look at this lobby they got. That's pretty fantastic. Their facility is very nice. Anyway, uh, there is commentary from Jack Conti um, in this uh, article. And Jack Conti says a few things that are just absolute bullshit. So in talking about what happened to Sargon, Jack Conti says there are no automated takedowns as a creator myself dealing with these big tech platforms and getting an automated takedown notice. There's no appeals process. You can't talk to a human and I never want to do that. Then why didn't a human talk to Sargon? You just hit the delete button. He found out through his friends tweeting him and emailing him that your Patreon is gone. So that's not true. That's not how this happened. Which runs contrary to what he said was going to happen on Ruben anyway. Yes. So, and there's commentary from Jacqueline Hart here as well. There she is sitting at her desk, very seriously thinking about who she's going to ban next. Uh, 
And um, Jack Conti has some additional commentary. Ah, the story's so freaking long. I don't even know where it is. But here's what he said. And this is what is ruffling a lot of feathers, uh, including my own. Um, he said, uh, those quitting Pat- says, those quitting Patreon in solidarity with Mr. Benjamin may have other motives in play behind their sudden outrage, Mr. Conti said. As a content as content creators using the site grow more famous and their income more significant, the 5% cut that Patreon takes of their donations may have begun to seem a little cumbersome, he said. Other large creators are joining the rebellion. You can use a press debacle like this to drum up your community and rile people up and get them to support a cause, Mr. Conti so said. Stupid. We welcome competition. Okay. Why would we shoot ourselves in the foot like that? Why would we do that? Take away our own income? It's idiotic. Of all the behind the scenes conversations you and I have had about anything under the sun from like strategizing on how to build our show to how to make this a viable living to talking about whatever. Literally never talked about this. Not once. Never. Not once. Have we, have we ever said, man, isn't the 5% that Patreon takes bullshit. And right. Again, <laughs> if we thought that, you're telling me that we would willfully chop off half of our income because of this 5% beef. Like, let's be clear, Jack Conti, we're all taking a loss mm-hmm. because of this. Yep. And you think that we're mad about this 5%. And let's keep in mind, one thing that we do, you, we have occasionally complained about, or at least mentioned, Super Chat takes 30%. Um, I, I'm not on Twitch, but I'm told that Twitch takes 50%. Ooh, seriously? Uh, there are there are all kinds of other ways. If you if you um, enable YouTube's support feature that they have built in, I believe that's also thirty percent. But I don't know because I I don't have that set up. PayPal because and why too, right? why don't I have that set up? Right. Because I already had Patreon and Patreon's rates were much better. Mm-hmm. Actually, I would praise Patreon for that five percent because that's basically competitive. It might actually be the best. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, more fundamentally, this just shows a total disconnect with not just creators on Patreon, but people who use the platform to support them. He can't accept legitimate criticism of his platform. He has to deflect it onto these supposed um, ulterior motives from these people who are earning him money. Jack, I appreciate that you've allowed us to earn a living, and I'm glad that you've been able to do it too, but it's worked out well for everyone until you started meddling in speech. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And I, I kind of, I, I take it personally insulting that he thinks that I have some ulterior motive besides my commitment to principles that he's violating. It really is that simple. It's People pure have pure deflection. It's very transparent. It, it must be. It must be. 50% because uh, on Twitch, really? I believe. Don't quote me on that. I'm not a big that Twitch guy. But... Well, I mean, the 30%, we've talked about it on the stream multiple times, the 30% in Super Chat, that is also outrageous. Like how much could their processing cost oh no it's yeah it's definitely not that high they're pocketing a huge chunk, chunk of change the five percent i'm fine with that yeah and i would never i understand these platforms provide a service i'm not saying they shouldn't get anything that's never been my case mm-hmm. I, i've always thought patreon has been more than fair in that regard five yeah, percent seems totally fair to me it was something i was willing to deal with when i got yeah. on patreon um but yeah he's just deflecting and that's a really stupid reason too you think you could come up with something better than that i wish I wish Jack would listen. It's like, dude, it's not even the free speech warrior stuff. Like I don't even have to be big time free speech guy to say you've got some problems because this is really about process. 
Like, yeah, we don't like that they're trying to be speech police on Patreon, but ultimately what we really don't like is that they don't have clear rules that they can explain. Like, Jack, right. it's your platform, dude. If you say no N-words, fine, no N-words. But the point is your rules are very ambiguous. They're made up on the fly. They're off the cuff, as Jacqueline Hart told me personally. on a case-by-case case basis. <laughs> case-by-case basis, off the cuff, admittedly subjective. The problem is you don't have clear rules. And nobody's willing to bet their livelihood on whether or not you'll be arbitrarily targeted by the right. trust How and safety team. How many people are getting off preemptively because they want to do it on their own terms? Exactly. Liter yeah. Literally, Jack, what you're asking me to do is to look at this picture of Jacqueline Hart in this room and say, I'm going to bet the security of my livelihood on whether this lady thinks the words I said are okay or not. Right. Whether or not okay. I checked in first to see if something that I was going she, to say she, is appropriate. Did you see this quote from her? Let me find it in here. They give, <laughs> she has quotes in here that are just like creepy. She says, Patreon gives warnings and reaches out to talk to offenders uh, presenting options for quote, education and reform. Oh. First off, Sargon didn't get that. And I don't want your education and reform. It's what does that he even didn't apologize hard enough. That's the real problem. She says this, we hand, this is what Jacqueline Hart says, we handhold creators and we work with them one-on-one -on -one, and nearly every creator reforms. So it's quite a successful process. I'm not going to reform to your standards, lady. That's not why anyone got on Patreon. Right, right. This is insanity. Like work at a daycare, Jacqueline Hart. Be a kindergarten teacher. What no, are no, you do doing? You her around kids. I'm just saying, like her caretaker urges, her hand-holding urges would be much better suited in other settings. This is insanity. This is madness. Right. It must just be such a small percentage of the platform because there are so many people that have bands and do artwork and stuff that's more benign than political commentary that it must not matter to them that much. I guess not. I guess not. But, <laughs> Jack, don't tell me that I have ulterior motives if your options are... Matt, you will get educated and reform, and then you'll be entitled to the money that you have earned. No, dude, I'm not getting educated and being reformed. I'm just going to bail. That sounds creepy and weird. Orwellian shit right are there. you, who are you? The, uh, do you get some Kool-Aid for me to drink too while we go through this process? You psychopath. Jesus Christ. Right, especially they, they seem not to understand that all of us have built our platforms based on the ability to say things that other people can't because we've nuked our conventional careers. Yeah. Uh, so if I'm asking somebody, if I'm checking in, like, can I say this? Can I say that? It defeats the entire purpose of my channel. The only reason that people subscribe to me. Yeah. And then the money dries up anyway. It. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. And I'd imagine that other people are in the same situation. I don't think in this article they even talk about some of the other people they've banned. Do they mention James Alsop in here? I don't think so. I can search the document really quick. Nope, no Alsep. What about Pettibone? No Milo. Did she Milo is uh mentioned. Did did she get banned? She got banned for her association with Martin. Really? I didn't even know that. Uh I'm yeah, I'm almost positive. I, Jesus I hope Christ. I'm not wrong about that. Okay. Um did they say anything about Lauren? Uh let's see. Lauren Southern not mentioned, only my. What a bunch of horse shit. So they're acting like it is just the Sargon thing. Like this hasn't expanded into the wider community. Yeah. I mean, the headline is Patreon bars anti-feminist for racist speech inciting revolt. Oh, so it's, yeah. okay. Uh, we'll keep, we'll keep moving along. Uh, but um, the other update here is there's this guy, um, 
pretty good channel, or at least seems pretty insightful. I, I don't know how serious a lot of this stuff is going to become, but it's a channel called YouTuber Law. A lot of people have been emailing me his content. Maybe they've been emailing it to you as well, but it's been it's being shared everywhere. And he's kind of analyzing legal angles on this issue, specifically what he thinks might be sort of an antitrust uh, or like kind of a colluding cooperation between Patreon, PayPal, and others to eliminate competition. Basically, the theory that they are cooperating to be anti-competitive and to stifle competition, and that there might be legal implications for doing that. Well, he's been doing a series of great live streams that people are interested in and, and doing videos talking about this. He seems to know what he's talking about. He's, he says he's a tech lawyer, uh, so he seems to know a lot about this sort of thing. And um, a lot of people emailed me this video this week. He's now going to write a detailed complaint to the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, and he's going to outline these uh, anti-competitive practices specifically from Patreon and PayPal in the hope that the FTC will investigate. So rather than put words in his mouth, I'll let you listen to him describing what he says he's going to do. This is YouTuber Law on, uh, on YouTube. So I decided to file a complaint with the Federal Trade Commission against Patreon and PayPal for collusion. What's important here is to start a Federal Trade Commission investigation because they do this. They start massive investigations. They have the resources. They can spend the next few years actually investigating people, demanding, demanding uh, documents from them and actually pursue actions in court against those companies. And I thought that's the best course of action. Now, I know that some people are trying to work on potential alternative uh, platforms and alternative payment processing, and I think that's great. But I think that we need to try to do our best to actually stop the practice. Yeah, he also says he needs help in doing this. Not He's not just like calling for, for funding or anything like that. He needs actual like labor help because this is apparently a large uh, undertaking. So what he's asking for is is help with the process, things like proofreading, research, promo, uh, social media promotion, stuff like that. So if you are interested in helping him out with some of those tasks, you can uh, head on over to, the, to his channel and get in touch with him that way. I'll link that video in the description if anyone's interested in um, participating in that. I have no idea what the legal case is, if it's strong, if it's not. Uh, generally speaking, even though I'm a little bit skeptical, skeptical of government intervention, I am very pro competition in the marketplace. And if that's what it takes to restore free competition, then I suppose maybe that's a legitimate role and purpose for government. But yeah. I'm glad somebody is making an effort. I applaud him for that. And I, I hope uh, it seems like he's got the right motives at heart and he seems like he knows what he's doing. So I wish him good luck. And uh, I, I think we mentioned it earlier, but just a reminder for everybody out there, we are going to transition off of Patreon in January. So I want to be fair to everybody that's supporting us or supported us on Patreon and make sure they know where to go. And we're not just doing this super quickly and leaving everyone high and dry. So our plan is to allow some of these alternatives to become a little bit more clear next month. Even if they don't, we're, we're going to be okay financially such that we can jump ship on this and deal with the consequences later. Because given how insane the developments have become, I at first I thought, well, maybe it's not that bad as long as people know what Patreon is. If they still want to use it, that's up to them. But at the end of the day, it's it's ironic because after all this bullshit, now I have a problem with Jack Conti taking right. 5% of my earnings. Like I didn't yeah. before, but now that you've shown yourself to be a, a, a speech policeman who will throw me under the bus at the earliest convenience because you doubt my motives and think I'm some scheming person. Yeah, I don't want you earning money off of my labor anymore. Who are I, co clearly colluding with biased payment processors as well. 
there's a case to be made and that's that's what uh, it sounds like youtuber law is going to build and and just so you know when he when he says complaint it's not just him calling up you uh, the ftc and being like they they suck look into them like what he's talking about is a very detailed researched formal document sourced you know the, the, he's going to put together something that you'd expect from a lawyer basically not just uh not just a guy bitching on the phone or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah okay well um do you want to take a quick break or should we go through with the some of the shutdown stuff in this illegal in california killing yeah the let's take a quick break okay um all right dakota stanton don't know if i can watch live but have a good stream thank you it's well, going thanks. okay <laughs> don lemon's lesbian identical twin sister happy new year don lemons don lemons lemon right? i say it like tucker um, oh, I didn't know the reference. <laughs> Will 2019 be a record year for hoax hate? Probably. Can Matt master the art of transitioning between topics? He already has. And will he go full blonde and disavow my principle? <laughs> Wait and see. Happy Phil New Year. Philip Smolin, Smolin. Trump needs to send the tweet, quote, it is immoral and un-American to smack yourself in the face, especially if you do it really hard while live streaming. TDS is real. TDS. Am I retarded? The Trump derangement syndrome. Oh, yeah. yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, Aggie Jet Pilot. We'll have to watch later this week. Look forward to the show. Y'all have a happy new year and all the best to y'all's family. Thank you so much. You as well. Thank the you. Blonde rant. Bears win. Rams win. Ha ha ha. Take I my know, money and dude. drink through your misery, Matt. I, you know, it, sometimes it's better to just get the pain over with quickly. And I think the Vikings were headed towards a, a whole bunch of pain. Uh, the Bears are a good team. They flat out outplayed the Vikings today. So good for they them. They are a good team. I, you're you're lucky because. My football season is over now, so you won't have yes. to hear about this anymore until August. Very good. Uh, Cadric Everson, Matt and I once made love in a vape shop. Mm. Clerk screamed at us to get out since vapors are supposed to be virgins. <laughs> Gabriel Lopez. Yeah, we'll talk about that one later. Yes, we will. Faggot of the holiday season. One GameStop, She-Man, two Soy Boy, Vape, Banshee. We will talk about that. Yeah, it's so weird that these clips happened like the same day almost. Yeah. Edward Sulecki, Happy New Year's, guys. <clears throat> Never get to see the show live, but thank you for making my Mondays great. Thank well, you, thanks for tuning in. Spring Heel, Jack, Matt and I once made love to secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. Pretty gay. Whoa. <laughs> I disavow. No, you don't. <laughs> Carl Larson, nice to catch an episode live for once. Better spend some Christmas money. Thank you, Carl. Big LC, Happy New Year's to my favorite YouTube podcast duo. By the way, Eat a fucking D, Jack Conti. <laughs> yeah, we need I to wish I had the song ready. In on that. Kenneth Nichols. I, I would love to talk to him. I don't know if he would talk to us, but. Rucka? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a fan. I vaguely remember being mad at him for something he said about me, but can't quite. Did he rip him. you? I don't know. I think he did, hmm. but now I can't even remember in what context. That's all right. But it Forgive pissed him. me off. All right. <laughs> Kenneth Nichols, if you defame somebody in writing libel or verbally slander, you can be held liable. That is a real thing, guys. Yes, and I heard some people, or I saw some people in the live chat talking about how because this was an official meeting, it's not mm. technically a private conversation. Yeah, I mean, there's an angle there. I'm not saying defamation is not a thing, but I am saying that we should have standards that you have to demonstrate very clearly how it caused you the damage to the tune of what you're claiming. And I, I'm just skeptical that what they said damaged Jordan Peterson to the tune of a million and a half dollars. But right. you know, th that's why he's got high, high paid lawyer guy to make that case. I don't know, man. I'm just saying if I was in the same situation, 
I don't think I would follow the same path, but I understand why you want to set why you want to make an example of people doing this sort right. of thing, I guess. But I don't know. I just I'd rather just have a world where you fight speech with speech. And if if it it let's say that it, it just let's put it this way. If if Peterson can demonstrate that it cost him a contract or it cost him a job or it cost him a live show or something, if if something like that happened definitively, I'm more on board. But I need that specifically or just the image that he's a Nazi. I mean, this would be very hard to it should be. And it should be. I, I want the bar high for the purpose of protecting speech. And also, he's a public figure. Like, Sorry, public figures get called Nazis. It happens. Robert Slingsby, what a great year for the whites. <laughs> Congrats, guys. We did it again. 242 years and counting. <laughs> Dakota Stanting, I <laughs> think George you. Peterson came out looking better for it. Honestly, I see no damages. Yeah, it's. I, I kind of see both sides of this. I don't know. People said that you have red pilled me in fence sitting. I saw that. In the Ooh, interesting. Yeah, we will have to. What, what pill would that be? Because you can't red pill that. It has it's to the be the purple pill. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Interesting. That is interesting. How I just don't I know how I feel about shifted. this. I need to turn it over in my mind a little more. I, I'm not saying there's no case to be made. I, you know, I want to be clear on that. I just I want the bar to be very high mm-hmm. because I want you to be able to criticize public figures even ridiculously, even to make insane claims about them and. If you're going to have defamation, it's also generally got to be a claim of fact. Like, was there a claim of fact? He is a Nazi. What they said was, it's like playing a Hitler clip out of context. Now, is that wrong? Yeah, 100%. They're crazy people. These professors are lunatics. But did they say Jordan Peterson is a genocidal Hitlerian figure? I mean, there's no claim of fact there that I guess is is sort of my, my worry about that precedent. Now they're saying you gave me a centrist suppository. <laughs> Pseudosign, they're representatives yeah. of public institutions and help me out here. The conversation between them was part of their reprimanding of Mrs. Ms. Shepard, right? That's true. That's true. I, I, but does that, does that meaningfully change anything? I suppose representing the institution formally gives their speech some added layer of formality and credibility perhaps or does it count as like a more formal publishing in that context maybe there's a case to be made i also don't I, I mean, know what canadian laws in this regard so I, and I it might erase the the point that i had made previously about this being a, a more informal presumed to be private conversation so maybe it does knock that point out maybe there's a case to be made there uh let's just do like three more right now samuel eddie does that mean you'll finally get your hit piece did we succeed matt is never <laughs> ever going to get a hit piece not even Jacqueline Hart will do it. Well, they just stay away from people that are center right. They hmm. tend to uh, because people will go to your channel and be like, wow, he is painfully, meticulously reasonable. <laughs> and then they'll start to question the media. I suppose. Um, let's see. Two more. Pseudosign. Also, y'all are awesome. Matt, you reason so well. I suspect that's why you haven't gotten your hippies. <laughs> no. <laughs> Look at that. Wow, dude. Yeah. Way to call it. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Black. Matt and I were going to make love, but he canceled on me uh, to, due to too many white people attending the event. Gross. Bummer. I wouldn't cancel for that reason. Who do you take me for? <laughs> All right, let's circle back with the rest of these. Thank okay. you guys I got, so a, I got a couple over on Streamlabs. We'll move on quickly after that. John says, this month's not Patreon. Well, thanks for sticking with us. I appreciate that. Attack Alpaca says, uh, Matt, sorry about the Vikings. I appreciate that. You guys were at the border of the playoffs, and unfortunately, border security, the Bears' defense, wouldn't let you through. Well, I'm glad they built a wall. At least somebody's doing it, you know? Dildo Swaggins, your favorite name. Matt and I once made love, and it was not consensual. I had a 
I had to sleep on my stomach for three weeks. Jeez. Here's hoping my rectum recovers in 2019. Our happy, watch this. happy New Year, you bitch-made motherfuckers. Wow. That's, uh, that was aggressive. Uh, Mad Brodicus. A couple pennies for you two to share, plus uh, PDA for my lovely wife. I love you, Sarah. Aw. Wow. Yay. Happy New Year to uh, Mad Brodicus and Sarah. Regal Fregel says, uh, a bit of old news, but did you hear about the college professor that hired mercenaries to rescue a student from ISIS so he could write his PhD thesis? I'll send you the link. If not, have a great stream and a great New Year. You as well. I had not heard that story. You heard no, anything about I haven't. this? Happy to take a look if you send it my way. Uh, Cameron says, who would win in a fight? Super Soyan. No, you're spoiling the joke for later. <laughs> I, I saw this circulating. The nicknames for the vape shop uh, clerk and the, and the tranny at GameStop. Who would they're win in a no fight? They're no R2 Dindu, but they're pretty close. They're not on that level, but the one for the tranny in particular. Would, who would win in a fight? Super Soyan versus Macho Man Tranny Savage. <laughs> Love your show. Keep up the great work. Thank you for uh, thank you for that. I I think Macho Ma'am Tranny Savage is fantastic. I like that one too. Okay, uh, what are what are we on to next? Uh, an update on the uh, the government shutdown, which is really quick. There is no update. Basically, the government has been shut down for a week. It's going to enter its second week. Nobody uh, has any plan to resolve this anytime soon. It does appear that we are going to enter the new Congress on January third with uh, with the government in shutdown mode. Recall Democrats take control of the House and Pelosi is expected to be speaker after, I don't know, threatening to uh, secretly murder all of the people who vote against her. She got everybody in line. Remember, there was like yeah. X amount of people saying dissent and she really hammered. Yeah, it down. She, she, she I don't know. She worked with the Grim Reaper or something like that and promised death to anyone who uh, was a defector and they all got in line. So how amazing. much has this government shutdown affected your life? Not at all. Me neither. I totally forgot about it until I saw this. In the yeah. I, the only way it would is if I knew any of these federal workers and I really don't. I saw some local articles about the effects in Yellowstone National Park. Granted, the park is still open. Like nobody's cleaning the toilets in Yellowstone. That's like the, the big deal. So I can still go to the park, but I, I might have to put down my own toilet seat cover supplied by me because it's really gross or something like that. <laughs> well, now that I think about it, the National Park toilets I frequented in the last few weeks have been especially disgusting. Hmm. Huh. You're saying you have sat on a non-clean shutdown toilet. Is no, when I was in Hawaii, I actually went into a bathroom in a national park and I was like, I will hold it. This is disgusting. Well, blame Trump now. Yeah, so maybe it has affected my life. I take it has out. affected your life. We nailed it down. Good. <laughs> Uh, recall, this is all over a border wall, as we discussed last week. The president says he wants $5 billion appropriated for his signature campaign pledge. Democrats say, no way. We broke that down last week and prior. One thing that did uh, emerge this week that I just wanted to talk about is this clip from a 2009 Chuck Schumer immigration speech that has resurfaced. And I play this not to say like, oh, look at Chuck Schumer, that hypocrite or whatever. You're allowed to change your mind over time. And for all I know, Chuck Schumer has done exactly that. That's not the point. My, my point here is just consider how far the immigration debate has shifted in 10 years time. Like it's going to sound like Chuck Schumer. It's going to look like Chuck Schumer because he's hunched over a podium and he's doing his best Ruth Bader Ginsburg impression. Mm -hmm. uh, but Imagine you can you can almost hear Trump saying the exact same things that um, that Chuck Schumer is saying in this speech from 10 years ago. Just consider this in today's 
um, in today's context. Here's Chuck Schumer. The American people are fundamentally pro-legal immigration and anti-illegal immigration. Illegal immigration is wrong, plain and simple. When we use phrases like undocumented workers, we convey a message to the American people that their government is not serious about combating illegal immigration, which the American people overwhelmingly oppose. If you don't think it's illegal, you're not going to say it. I think it is illegal and wrong. Above all else, the American people want their government to be serious about protecting the public, enforcing the rule of law, and creating a rational system of legal immigration that will proactively fit our needs rather than reactively responding to future waves of illegal immigration. People who enter the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the U.S. legally. Any immigration solution must recognize that we must do as much as we can to gain control of our borders as soon as possible. Between 2005 and 2009, a vast amount of progress has been made on our borders and ports of entry. The progress includes construction of a 630-mile border fence, or 630 miles of border fence, create a significant barrier to illegal immigration on our southern land border. Hmm. Oh, my God. Isn't that weird to hear in today's context? Yes. He would never say any of that now. No. Uh, That just shows that they're just pandering to their base. And recall recently, we played that Nancy Pelosi clip where there was that reporter pressing her like, the border security package in your continuing resolution would provide funding for fences. Why is it that you're willing to allow funding for fences, but not a wall? Mm -hmm. And her response was to try to draw some distinction. Notice again here, Chuck Schumer actively praising the supposed uh, results that a fence system on the southern border has delivered. Now, maybe he's, just, maybe he's not for that today anymore. I don't know. I'd have to ask him. But they appear insistent on drawing this distinction between fences and walls, as though fences are not just effective but morally acceptable and walls are not effective and not morally acceptable. And I need someone of that persuasion to explain to me why. Yeah. Maybe the best argument I could make on their behalf is maybe it's just cost. Maybe like the wall is an unnecessarily high cost compared to fencing. Yeah, Democrats care about cost. I know. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be rich? But if I were to try to give their position the best case I can, I'm still not clear on why they, they often describe the wall as immoral. Why would a wall be immoral but fencing at, that you supported is totally morally square? I, I will not understand that. So uh, that's kind of the status of, of where we are right now. Again, we'll have to wait and see until um, until at least probably the third when Democrats take control to see what sort of deal we're going to get as far as a budget coming out of Congress and one that the president will support. Uh, it, as I mentioned at the top of the show, if you needed another demonstration in why border security is such a paramount issue, the story that was making the rounds this week about this illegal immigrant who killed a police officer in Newman, California. This is uh, in California's Central Valley. He was uh, arrested. He was uh, found and arrested on uh, Friday. And his name is Gustavo Perez Arriaga. And, uh, and he apparently was pulled over on suspicion of DUI on Wednesday by a police officer named, uh, I believe it's Ron Singh or Ronald Singh. Um, the officer was shot to death. And apparently this illegal immigrant 
you know, killed the cop during the traffic stop, and then at some point fled to Bakersfield, California. He was arrested in Bakersfield on Friday. Apparently, he is planning to flee to Mexico. And uh, according to police, Ariaga entered the U.S. illegally from Mexico through the Arizona border, border several years ago. He was working as a farm laborer and frequently touted his membership in a street gang on social media. In addition, Ugh, there so were typical. This is exactly what I would expect out of an illegal immigrant killing a cop story. Hmm. In addition, there were five others arrested, including Ariaga's brother and coworker arrested for lying to police during the investigation. Surprise, surprise. Both of them are in the country illegally. Oh, uh, it should be noted too. Uh, Ronald Singh or Ron Singh, the police officer killed was a legal immigrant from Fiji. He joined the Newman police in 2011. It's a police force of only 12. He is the first officer to be killed on duty in the department's history. Uh, tragically, he leaves behind a wife and a five-month-old son. Oh, that is so terrible. And yeah. I should mention that I saw a few headlines that mentioned that the cop was an immigrant but did not mention the immigration status of the perp. Yeah, bizarre. Like, why yeah. would they even do that? Why one and not the other? To obfuscate, obviously. I suppose. Uh, the, the, his, uh, his brother, Ron Singh's brother, his younger brother, spoke at the press conference on Friday and um, he devoted his brief commentary mostly to thanking law enforcement and all this. But it's a very it's just an emotionally heavy display. This is commentary from his brother at the uh, press conference. Renil Singh was my older brother. <laughs> yes, he's not coming back, but <laughs> there's a lot of people out there that misses him. And a lot of law enforcement people that I don't know don't work days and nights to make this happen. I'd like to thank you for the bottom of my heart to make this happen. I wish I could thank all the law enforcement agencies, Homeland Security in San Francisco, everyone, Bakersfield team. I was waiting for this to happen. I'd like to thank you working day and night to make this happen <laughs> thank you when he's talking about this happen he's referring to the arrest of uh, the perp Yikes. so i mean it's kind of interesting too uh, given the opportunity to speak to the press and that's that's the bulk of his commentary he only spoke for about a minute really all he had to say was i just want to thank law enforcement for bringing this guy into custody um i don't it, it, it's i i don't know I, I just wish the best for his family. It, I can't imagine this, this whole thing just sucks. And, and interestingly enough, did you, did you see the commentary from, uh, from the, the sheriff there in Stanislaus County where the murder actually took place spoke specifically about California's sanctuary law. Did you hear this? Mm -hmm. This is, I, I don't often see police officers get political. I, I can't remember a lot of examples of this, but the, the sheriff says, look, this stuff is preventable. Recall this guy had two prior DUI arrests and under California law, California sanctuary law now, law enforcement officers in California are prohibited from part, from participating with or cooperating with federal immigration authorities to get these guys out of our communities. And instead they are let go and they're killing cops. I shouldn't say not all, right? But in this case, that's what happened. 
Okay, so this is this is the uh, the sheriff's uh, uh, the sheriff in Stanislaus County, Adam Christensen, offering some commentary. We can't ignore the fact that this could have been preventable. And under SB 54 in California, based on two arrests for DUI and some other active warrants that this criminal has out there, law enforcement would have been prevented, prohibited, from sharing any information with ICE about this criminal gang member. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not how you protect a community. This is not how you assure the people who live in our community, regardless of their ethnicity, their culture, their race, any of that, that they live in a safe community because there are people who want to exploit and victimize others. And if you talk to, if you talk to Nancy Pelosi, of course, the case is the bizarre one that guys like Ariaga actually make your cities safer because they report crimes because they're not afraid of being turned into ice or some such nonsense. No word on how many crimes Ariaga reported before he gunned down the only police officer to die in the line of fire in the history of the city of, uh, or in the, in the line of duty, I should say, not the line of fire in the line of duty in the history of, uh, of Newman, California. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It just sucks. I don't know why why we're doing this. Why anyone in, why people believe these types of sanctuary policies in particular are a good thing. Why I don't think they really believe that. I hope the virtue is worth it because there's a five month old child growing up without a father now. So I hope your virtue points are worth it. I hope you to all the virtuous legislators yeah. in California and Jerry Brown himself. I hope that it's worth it. I mean, could you? I wonder what you would say if you wrote that type of law. And, and I'm unclear on the timeline because the cop says this law went into effect recently. I'm not sure that you can blame that law for this specific case, but certainly in the future, if this happens again, the, the police in Stanislaus County and Newman, California will be prevented from particip- from cooperating with ICE. How you can look at a case like this and say, yeah, but you know, it's better that we have this law in place because then Ariaga can help the cops in Newman or something like that. Well, that's the big distinction. I know everyone responds to this sort of thing. Like, yeah, we've had a rise in illegal immigration and crime has actually reduced and actually immigrants commit less crime or anything like, or something like that. I don't care about the rates. The point is this is a a preventable crime because it is from a person without the right to be here. That's why it's a preventable crime. That person should never have had the Liberty to be driving a car in this country with a gun to shoot a cop in the first place because they have no right to be here. That's why it's preventable. It doesn't affect their lives at all to uh, these, these, these cases seem minuscule. It doesn't affect their day-to-day lives, but the virtue points that they receive from their constituents that does affect their day-to-day life. I mean, I guess so. I mean, the rationalization is absurd. It's so weird. Like this case, the Kate Steinle case, I'm someone detached from this. You're mostly someone detached from this, although you've had your Seattle exposure, but no longer. This sort of stuff enrages me, and it's not my community. This is not a problem where I live. Like, Bozeman, Montana, this isn't happening. We don't have a problem with illegal immigration. We certainly don't have a problem with illegal immigrants killing cops or committing other crimes. But it is my country, and even from far away, it just pisses me off. How is it that people in California see this sort of thing and think, yeah, well, it's for the greater good, though? I, it, it baffles I think it's also me. never going to affect their lives. Hmm. And then they like Mexican food. So they're like, oh, it's enriching our community. 
it, there's a tragic irony that the guy who was killed, the cop who was killed, was himself a legal immigrant, a guy who mm -hmm. followed the rules, followed the process, and pursued the American dream. Built a family, had a kid. Protected, you know, protected and served his community to provide something for his child and is gunned down by a community that won't protect and serve him or mm -hmm. itself. Yep. It, it, it's disgusting. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sad, tragic irony. And I, I hope we come to our senses about this thing. Again, think of Chuck Schumer's commentary from 10 years ago. This is a new phenomenon that we've decided to coddle people who willfully disobey our immigration laws. Why? It's like a sickness. It's, it's yeah. bizarre. You seem just defeated on this. You seem like you're, I am. you just, took the black pill. I just feel like, you know, the wall's not going to happen. And there's just, there's just nothing I can, I feel powerless to this situation. There's just nothing I can do about it. Other than flee away from the places where this stuff is happening. Yeah, but that's a bullshit solution. Even though no. I myself have engaged in white flight. And I, I, I think that at some point, you know, we're going to have to stop getting pushed inland because of immigration laws uh, and demographic demise. And we're going to have to be like, no, no more. But if you can't build a wall, how can you stop? How can you stop the influx? I don't know. We'll have to see how this political fight plays out. Of course, the president has been active on Twitter, referring to this example as a case for border security, including the wall. But I don't know, man. I just, I guess it's frustrating to me. It's not it, like I, I get the wall issue. It, it's, it's frustrating to me that the there isn't more agreement just generally on this sort of thing, that we don't agree on the things Chuck Schumer was talking about before. There are plenty of people that make the case about whether the wall would be effective or um, certainly worthy of the cost or you know cost efficient, that type of thing. At least in the context of that debate, you agree that border security is a problem and needs a solution. We're so far away from that. It's, yeah. it's not just no wall. It's also guys like Ariaga can come in whenever they want. No vetting at all. Right. It's just open borders. Um, yeah. It's just amazing how far, how much has been lost in 10 years. It's yeah. I mean, I mean it, they what, always felt like this, but at least they were saving face in 2009. I, right. I suppose. Like, although I don't even know if that's better. If, if they weren't voting that way, then at least there's some transparency. Now we can see what they want, what they truly hmm. want. This was always their agenda. So all the best to Mr. Singh's family. I, I hope the best for his wife and his kid and, and his brother and all, all those affected. This, the whole thing just sucks, and I don't want to see this happen anymore. Yeah. If you need to pick me up, we got public freakouts oh, to yeah. go through. Uh, let's do all the super chat at the end. How about that? Okay. Yeah, because we only have a couple more. We just have these public freakouts, and then we have Desmond. So we could just do a block of super chat to okay. close the show. So let's uh, let's talk about the vape shop one first. We've heard Super Chatters already referencing it. This guy who went into this vape shop, his name is Ian Ferguson. He walked into Exhale City in Tucker, Georgia on Friday. He says he walked into the store but was asked to leave immediately due to his Trump attire. He was wearing a MAGA hat and a Trump t-shirt. Things uh, escalated very quickly from there. Let's just hop right into the... So this the, is um, small town, Georgia. I don't know. I don't know anything about Tucker, Georgia, uh, but I can look it up while we listen to the clip. Sure. Let's check it out. So here we are at Exhale Vapor City in Tucker, Georgia, and I have just been asked to leave the store. He greeted me. That was nice. I did find the item that I wanted, and the Sir, next thing he said was that he'd like me to leave. If you do not stop recording in my store, I'm going to call the police and ask you to leave now. Please call the That would be awesome. Please do call your boss because I will be calling corporate. Go for it. I am looking forward to releasing this video because I just want to purchase something. Oh, dude, off. Get the off of here. 
racist. Yeah. Mister. Right. I'm not a racist. Right, I got, I got a f***er in my store. He won't leave. He's wearing some Trump. He's wearing some Trump shit. Got some racist bullshit up in his head and shit. I'd like to purchase some of this naked vape juice though. But that would be all right. Okay, leave, here's where we're at. Leave the store. Here's where we're at. Leave the store. Here's leave where, the store. Here's where leave we're at. Leave the store. Dude, dude, go ahead, take another swing at it. Make contact with me one more time. I'm gonna make a deal with you. I wanna purchase that vape juice. No. If you sell it to me, no. I won't. If you sell it Get to me, Look, if you sell it to me, no, I won't I'm call the police. I'm what you did was assaulted me. What I need is that for my wife. If you sell it to me, I won't call the cops and press charges on you for assault. I won't call corporate and get you fired. Just sell me the product so I can leave. God bless America. Capitalism wins again. Capitalism, president. He's a racist, <laughs> stupid piece of shit. You're Whatever. a racist, Just ring the stupid piece of shit. Off. Call the cops. It's your job, your freedom. Sell me the I have Sell it to me. Sell it to me. Come on. Ring it it's up. It's going to get even ring it up shriller in a second. Your life. That's where you're at right now. Because you done upset me. Get it's out! Help your customer. You got a business card for your manager or anything like that? I give you. This is phenomenal. Look, God bless America and everybody in it. I love you, sir. I don't even know you. The best part of all this is the confused as hell black dude right there. Yeah, yeah. And there's some more commentary between them that I just cut for time. But if you want to see the full video, I'll link that. It's about four minutes long. To your question, uh, it is a, let's see. It looks like it's a city of- How close to Atlanta is it? 1,827. Uh, it looks pretty close to Atlanta. It uh, is located okay. near Atlanta, says the Wikipedia. Okay. So it's, you know, a small town. Um, anyway, uh, oh. I, I, have some, I have some mixed feelings about this actually. Like, generally speaking, this is not to justify the weird freak out. This is not to justify the antics. You're going to give me another antics. centrist depository? Well, is that what's but, happening here? But if, let, let's say for a second, because I think the employee acted improperly. I, there, actually, there's more context before I get into interpretation because this context is going to be important. Um, Ferguson, the guy who walked into the store and got yelled at, the guy in the Trump stuff, he says, Exhale City's corporate office got in touch with him and says the employee has been fired. The company's <laughs> Facebook page confirmed this. They said, quote, to our friends and customers tonight, we had an employee act improperly toward a customer. Exhale City does not tolerate this kind of behavior from its employees. When we identified the employee at fault, we fired him immediately. We have also spoken to the customer and apologized. We value our clients and treat them with respect and dignity, regardless of their political views. The post is now deleted, however, and it appears the company closed out its social media entirely. Yeah, all of just stand by what you say. On the other hand, I, I know where you're going to go with this, but yeah. I do I do think that people should be able to refuse service uh, for any reason or no reason at all. Like if you want to openly discriminate in your store, I, I don't really care it's your store. Um, that being said, leftists are like, you bake that fucking cake. You bake it. <laughs> That's exactly so, where I'm going. You know. so, because... And this is not to justify the weird freak out. Like the guy's crazy. That that employee is a crazy person. Vaporham Lincoln is the nickname for him too because of his beard. Vaporham Lincoln is a crazy person. And also it does appear that to the extent he acted against the wishes of his employer, 
he was wrong in that regard too. But let's say hypothetically that the employer was like, yeah, we don't like Trump supporters. We don't want to serve them. Right, right. I was he support- a manager or was he just some employee? It just says employee. So I don't uh, know what his, his I don't think he, ha- he can practice that kind of discretion. Right. So in yeah. his role, in his role at work, he probably can't. And it appears if we're going by the company's statement, he can't. But But if he did, or if the company supported his viewpoint and supported refusing Trump supporters, I generally would support their right to do that. That said, if anyone out there, hypothetically, I'm not trying to single anybody out, but generally speaking, I'm guessing there are a lot of people who say you must bake the cake persuasion. You must bake the cake for a gay wedding. Are there people out there who believe that, but believe that refusing Trump supporters for political reasons is fine? I would need to hear the distinction there. Or would they side with racism. Ian? Oh, it's because of the racism. Yeah. Okay. I, if, if anyone actually wanted to make that case, I would like to hear it. Like it's, you must bake the cake, but you must not sell him the vape or whatever you want to, however you want right. to phrase that. Right, right. Hmm. If you're going to be able to discriminate based on somebody's perceived level of racism, they have to see that that's going to allow a wide latitude for racists to discriminate. Like they do see that, hmm. right? Yeah, well, uh, I, I would hope so, but I'm not optimistic about that, actually. I don't know that they would. I think I got in a discussion about this one time with a, just you know some random progressive on Twitter. And it's, it was a while back, but the conversation sticks in my mind because he was trying to make this case. I was having sort of a back and forth hypothetical about How is it possible that you think it's fine to discriminate against Republicans in a place of business, but not fine to discriminate against Muslims, for example? And he was trying to make some distinction about how you can't discriminate on religion, but you can discriminate on political viewpoint. My whole point was they're both ideological persuasions. Why would one be protected and not the other? That's the, these are the kind of conversations I'm interested in hashing out that he, he seemed oblivious to this. Like he's to him, that was a sensible perspective that Islam is protected, conservative politics are not, because reasons. I, like, I, like, I must, it, it, like, if this guy had uh, Muslim garb on, like, he was dressed up like a, I don't know, like some, like, he just got out of, uh, I don't know, kneeling to Mecca or whatever, like a second, <laughs> he walks in and he's all dressed up, that he would have to serve him in that context. Yeah, yeah. Or but like a in the Trump had its, with a little hole cut out for her. Yeah. Eyes. You can't say no to Burka lady, but you can say no to Trump hat guy. Okay. Um, that said, none of this justifies the insanity of his reaction to like the guy was good a total jackass. That was a good clip. And the guy was a total jackass. And if you're treated like that by a total jackass in a place of business, I don't have any issue with you making that information known to the public. Cause I would, if I was a vapor, I'm not thankfully, uh, because it God. looks like you're filleting R2-D2 when you when you vape. But, you know, that's beside yeah. the point. Uh, They're called if fag I was, <laughs> If I was a fag flutist. Flautist. Uh, fag flautist. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. If I was one of them, uh, I would want to know this. I would want to know this before shopping at um, at Exhale City. And it's, it's spelled X-H-A-L-E. Of course it is. Yeah. It's extreme or something like that. <laughs> Okay, uh, you want to talk about the GameStop tranny? I guess. A transgender guy, uh, and I'm saying that this is a, this is a person who, a biological male transitioned to female. Transgender guy threatened to fight a GameStop employee in Albuquerque, New Mexico, after he apparently, the, the, the clerk apparently referred to this man as sir. 
Another customer taped the incident, and a man named Tom Smith posted the video to his Facebook page. Apparently, the origin of this dispute is that the trans customer was mad at the clerk for offering store credit rather than a refund on a return and then saying, sir, and explaining the policy. The trans person says, you can hear this at the start of the clip, I don't want credit. You're going to give me my fucking money back. And I think it's another customer in line says to the trans person, excuse me, sir, there's a young man here. You need to watch your mouth. And that causes this trans person to go ballistic. This out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. No, we're not doing credit. You're going to give me my fucking money back. Excuse me, sir. There's a young man in here. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. I can call the police if you'd like me to. You need to settle down. You need to settle down and mind your business, okay? Ma'am, once again, ma'am. I said both of you. No, you said sir. Once again, it's ma'am. I actually said both of you guys. It was a general. Right beforehand, you fucking said sir. Sir? Motherfucker, take me outside. If you want to call me sir again, I will show you a fucking sir. I apologize. Motherfucker. I apologize now. <laughs> really harness that femininity. I need your corporate number because I'm going to talk, call them and talk about how I was misgendered several times in this store. I need your corporate number now. Get it for me now. I'm going to ask you to calm down and stop cussing. Give me your corporate number. Well, I'm going to ask you for the fifth time to stop calling me a man because quite clearly I am not. And I apologize. I'm sorry for that, ma'am. I will get you that number. Is that okay? Yes, get it for me now. I'm asking you to stop cussing. Get it for me now. I'm not cussing. I'm not cussing. Get me the damn number now. Please. Ooh! Ma'am, I'm following. No, you're just going to keep bumping your gums. You're just going to keep bumping your gums and disrespecting trans people in this store, which I plan on telling the entire LGBTQ community. You're going to lose money over this. I don't know. I think this is real. No word yet on whether or not this person did, in fact, tell the entire LGBTQ community, whatever that oh means. God. Don't feminists see this and they're like, this is what we're letting pass as a woman these days. Like, I guess. On. Like you guess let so. a bunch of dudes with big swanging dicks and balls infiltrate female communities and you're like, yeah, good. That's just hmm. part of our agenda. Why? Why are people not watching this going, huh? What has happened to society here? That guy's not even trying. That's part of what makes it seem fishy to me. Like it's so whatever the opposite of a trap is. I'll show you a man. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) That is sort of a red flag to me. Also, I I, I looked and maybe I just missed it. So if people want to correct me on that, feel free. I've not seen this person identified. Like if, if you could tie it to a social media account or like someone that was this way prior to the incident, I say, okay, all right, it's clearly real. Maybe that exists. I just haven't seen it. If it's out there, I'd like to look at it because that don't would, know. Maybe you're that right. would maybe you're right. alleviate my fake radar a little bit. Uh, the other thing is just the employee. Like I said, he says, if you pay attention, he says, sir, to the guy several times, even when the guy keeps telling her, but the guy's telling yelling the employee, at him like a, like a, you know, an aggressive testosterone. Yeah. Dude. It might just be pure um, reflex. You might be right about that, but it's it's like five times, and then the guy, the part where he goes, <laughs> starts like harnessing his tranny power out of rage. Yeah, that it just feels like a bit of an act. But if it's not, uh, I do have some um, some commentary on the things that were said. Uh, I love the quote: "Take it outside. Take this outside. I'll show you a sir." So isn't that like isn't that already admitting? 
that under this costume you're a sir like i'll, I'll fight yeah. you outside at which point i'm a man then but it not reminds now. me of that clip with um ben shapiro and zoe what's his nuts yeah yeah i'll send you home I'll in uh in an home. ambulance yeah, yeah to which you replied why would an ambulance take me home it's supposed to go to the hospital <laughs> <laughs> uh, correct why would you go home in an ambulance <laughs> Uh, I also have to say this when um, this trans person says quite clearly, I am not a man. You are fake news. Very fake news. That's just not true. I, I mean, like I said, this is the least convincing transgender person I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the other thing I'll say, if this is real and I don't, I haven't seen a reaction from GameStop yet. Maybe that's out there, but I haven't seen it yet. If this is real GameStop for the love of God, do not cave. This yeah. is a person who went crazy after your store policy was explained to him. And then he just threw a scene. And by the way, like lightly damaged some of, some of your properties, yeah, kicking yeah. stuff around, acting like a jackass should not be, should not be coddled, should be banned from your store. If you're listening, GameStop, just don't address this publicly. It'll blow over in two days. Just tweet out whoever the social media manager at GameStop is to say, no trannies, lol. Just do it right now, <laughs> yeah. and I will. I'll stop buying games digitally, and I'll go buy physical copies at your store immediately. Yeah. I promise you that. I'll go down tomorrow and buy a new Xbox controller if they do that. Uh, gladly. Um, I mentioned the uh, the nicknames, which you already spoiled a little bit, but um, if there this was uh, circulated on social media, uh, it was sent to me on Twitter, and uh, just this image of a hypothetical Watch Mojo video. It's Super Soyan versus Macho Mam Tranny <laughs> Savage, but just the the art drop was it's good. was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that dude just grew whoever. his hair out a little bit and put on some a pink shirt. I, I'm telling you, dude, it's so it's so not convincing. And look at the this isn't a high resolution image, but do you see the, the like veins. veins popping in this guy's neck? Yeah, it just seems like. It just seems like an acting job. Like, how could you be that pissed? But then again, we've seen examples of clearly crazy, crazy people, much like Super Soyan himself, Vaporham Lincoln. I don't know what to think. Hmm. You ever feel like we live in some kind of weird alternate reality? I don't know. I'm just thankful I see these things only on the internet. I don't see this kind of stuff in my everyday That's, life. I mean, so. I didn't when I lived in Seattle. I would see like three trannies a day every day. <laughs> But like, yeah, yeah, okay. This is something that I would I would see. In I just this is what Albuquerque. Yeah, hmm. I just heard a clip of um, what's his face? Pierce uh, Pierce Brosnan is that his name? Who am I? Not Pierce uh, Pierce Morgan. Pierce Morgan. <laughs> Why did I confuse confuse my Pierces? Pierce Morgan of like formerly CNN fame. You know, in, mostly crazy on guns, but has his moments. He was on some show talking about, or maybe it was his own show over in the UK. But he was discussing a school district where there's like 76 allegedly trans youth now, and he was making the sane point like how much of this is real and how much of this has become a trend. And of course the person he's talking to is getting all pissy because he's doubting the identities of Come these on. supposedly 76 so transgender I I've kids. I've said this before a million times on the show, but at my high school of 2,500 people, we had zero trannies. And I graduated I had, in 2006, no trannies. I, I went to a very small school. I graduated with 32 kids, so that's not the best uh, example. But I went, I went to college at a liberal arts college in Portland, 2006, 2006 to 2010. Tons of lesbians. The lesbian demographic was very, very high, much yeah, to my yeah. chagrin as a uh, young college-age male. Because, you know, they're not the type of lesbians that you see in, um, I don't know, like an American Pie movie or something like that. These were very granola individuals. But 
that's beside the point. The point is Patagonia wearing lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. The crunchiest. There were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of people of alternative lifestyles at my school. Didn't know a transgender person. And that's not to say like, I wouldn't have accepted it or whatever. I'm sure I would have had no problem with it. It's just to say this sort of thing is to the extent that it's a real thing is very, very rare. And all of a sudden, yeah, if in this the last was a 10 natural years, natural occurring phenomenon, like homosexuality, don't you think that it would not be trending upwards acutely in the yeah. last three to, I don't know, seven years? It is a spike that I don't think can be explained simply by we've become more tolerant. And so people are coming out. I think there's a clear, especially for young people, there's like a trend element to this. Yeah. There's a transition to Desmond. Who's not a tranny, according, not according to his mom. Desmond's mom says frequently, not a tranny. Although in the coverage I've been looking at lately, Desmond's mom says that he is in fact gay. He came out as gay at like three years old. He has, I don't sexualize my son, but he has crushes on other boys in the first grade. Okay, great lady. That's what she says in some of this coverage I've been looking at. And, Why and, are we um, always in the show on Desmond? Is it because you know it just crushes <laughs> my will to live and then I'm not going to be able to do the show after it? Well, because um, it's a fascinating case. I think it just perfectly illustrates the next steps of the de- that in the degeneracy progression that we, we are, I would say, inevitably going to take, that we are actively taking. Uh, so I think it's a fascinating case. And there's so many layers of it that we haven't discussed because we, every time we discuss it, we get more questions. And then when we have more questions, people in the audience email us some of the answers because there's a lot more Desmond media out there than I was aware of. So we do have some of the answers to, to the questions we've been discussing, notably commentary from Desmond's dad. So we've wondered, where is Desmond's dad? Why does Why doesn't he get control of this situation? Well, thanks to listener Andrew for this link. Uh, This video was uploaded to a channel called Fatherly on YouTube in March. I gather this is a channel devoted to like topics of fatherhood, something like that. Here's some insights from Desmond's dad on raising Desmond. Desmond's mom, Wendy Lou, most often speaks publicly about her son. But I was curious to hear from his dad, Andrew. So while Desmond was getting one of his looks ready, I sat down with his father to get his point of view. To me, one of the wonderful things is that you've allowed your son to express himself, and you're saying allow isn't really the word you would use. No, I don't think it would have. If we stopped, tried to stop, it wouldn't work. Yeah. He'll find a way to do it. As a father myself, I feel so afraid of having my kids be vulnerable or exposed. You weren't concerned about how he might be received? No. He never really gets that much hostility. He went into kindergarten openly gay, so... Yeah. He knew he was gay very early on. When did we figure it out? Yeah, figure it out. That's the word, yeah. That time he was three. Yeah. Kind of realized that he was going to be... A little different than the other kids. Oh my God. How many two-year-olds watch RuPaul? Was there ever discussion between you and your wife about, about how to deal with this aspect of his being? No. 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 Not at all. Hmm. What do you want me to say here, man? I got the some The opportunity thoughts. for slip-ups are just too great. <laughs> I'm going to have to take this one. You're finally going to get us banned by Jacqueline Hart on Patreon? Is that what you're saying? Ah, what do you, what do you um, want? I'm, Don't put I, this stuff I, in front of me. This whole thing has been an, a fascinating exploration of uh, parental philosophy or parenting philosophy to me. I, I'll be honest. A lot of this type of culture informs my future parenting philosophy. But when he says 
If we try to stop him, it wouldn't work. He'll find a way to do it, referring to being a drag kid. How far does this reasoning extend? Does it extend to alcohol, Heroin drug use. use, sexual behavior? I mean, we know it extends to sexual displays, but does it extend to like actual sexual acts or intercourse, that sort of thing? Uh, if that is the reasoning that you adopt to parenting or you apply to your parenting, what is the purpose of your parenting? Well, there's nothing I can do. He'll do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. But you're his dad. So there is something you could do. You know what? Like is stop him and guide him about this is that normally when I look into the eyes of a father who has a trans child, like they look dead and like <laughs> beaten down. I'm not even seeing that from him. I'm, I'm hmm. not. I'm, he just seems like, well, this is the way things are going to be. I at least want to see a man be totally beaten down by something like that. Cause then he knows mm. what, he, what he's done is wrong. Not this uh, guy. It's like, he's not even, yeah, you're disappointed by, I see the angle that you're taking, like being beaten down indicates that he has a certain level of dissatisfaction with what's going on. Right. Yeah. Also, he, you know, this is not really fair, but this guy looks like a creepy pedo. <laughs> okay. Come on. Um, I don't know. I've always been skeptical of the, the, the looks like a pedo claim. Cause I never know what that means. Yeah. Okay. It's but, not, it's not fair. It's there's not no objective. evidence of this outside of how his child turned out. I mean, yeah, maybe there's going to be some recovered memories of him sneaking into Desmond's bed at night. And Desmond, <laughs> you know, after he murders his parents when he's 16. When, when we update the story in a few weeks or months or even years, and it's like Desmond's dad arrested for child porn ring or pedophilia ring. It'll be like, oh. I called it. I knew it. I knew it based on his weird Look face. Those eyes. <laughs> that head well, let, me, shape. let me get this back. Phrenology strikes again. Um, yeah, I mean, I could see some pedophilic thoughts dancing around in that skull there. This is so know? unfair of us, but also he's destroyed his child's life. So I don't give a shit if I'm being fair. Yeah. Well, they're, they're putting this on display. We're not invading. They're voluntarily publishing this sort of material. I'm not invading anything. They're oh, putting it out God. for public consumption. And the one thing I thought was interesting, notice how he said they never really get that much hostility. It's like, ah, eh, you know, people don't really bother us. They don't really do anything. Totally contrary to mom's perpetual victim narrative of being always harassed and threatened and, you know, having to have a GoFundMe because the Nazis are telling her to stop sexualizing her child. Oh, I forgot. He's unemployed, too. Yeah, that's 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 one of the latest developments. Also, and, another thing that I don't think we talked about and that GoFundMe, they're trying to fund their New York lifestyle. New huh. York City, right? They live in New York City. There's I think they do live in New York. Living yeah. in New York City. Off the, the back of their sexually exploited, child? allegedly gay 10-year-old kid. Yeah. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Every time I see this kid, I'm like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. It, it keeps getting worse and worse. When he says, how many two-year-olds watch RuPaul? Well, as many uh, as there are parents, who, there put are parents who put their kids in, in, front front of, in front of RuPaul. That's how many. You're the dad. You have the remote, dude. You're not going to tell me for a second that Desmond just organically chose RuPaul. And if he did... Even if that happened, as a dad, you're like, oh, you know, let's let's watch some Nickelodeon, bud. How about that? Let's yeah. go with that. How about that? Okay. okay. Uh, the the closing question: Was there ever a discussion between you and your wife about how to deal with this? This being Desmond's drag lifestyle, his gayness, or whatever. The guy, the dad says, no, not at all. Uh, there you go. That is a dad who has not had any conversations about this, takes no leadership role whatsoever, and is loud uh, and has basically allowed the insanity of his wife to run roughshod over his son i'm guessing that this is mostly mom's doing and that the dad has 
sat on the sidelines. That's the impression that I get. But the, to, to never have discussed it, you never discussed this with I your wife. I don't know. I think his child rape probably set this whole thing in motion. <laughs> I have no uh, evidence of that, guys. No evidence. Yeah, and again, I'll say as we say every time, this is not... I'm not ripping on Desmond. I don't want to rip on Desmond. I actually want Desmond to have a healthy life and to be freed from these who I believe to be abusive parents. I'm ripping the parents. It's true. There's how, how is he going to recover from this? I don't know. I don't know what you do. Um, and there's, there's, there's more complicating factors. Uh, this was sent to us from listener, Catherine, another detail from an interview with Desmond's mom last year. Uh, Wendy Lou also added that Desmond has autism. His medication speeds up his metabolism, contributing to his slim appearance and making dresses and doing drag helps Desmond manage the symptoms of autism. And obviously I'm not a medical professional. I'm not trying to make a diagnosis or anything like that. But I, I have been thinking throughout this. Desmond is now 11 and he does strike me as sort of underdeveloped in his in his speech patterns or in his. Like something seems kind of stunted yeah. in his development. Well, he, he's he a behaves, sickly looking kid. He behaves kind of like a, a very young toddler child, right. but he's not really a toddler. You know what I mean? And again, I'm not qualified. In foil time. Let's just go hmm. full speculation on this. They're giving him these drugs because they know it's going to stunt his growth, like physically, which hmm. is a more attractive appearance to gay men. They like. Ugh, that's if I mean, good lord, that's some sick shit. Tim foil hat. If that was I mean, happening, how much, how many steps further do you have to go from these oh. demented parents to like draw that conclusion? They, are, they clearly see, have Munchausen. I don't see any limiting principle. Dad offered none. Well, if I tried to stop him, it wouldn't work. Okay, so let's pump him full of drugs to make him as sexually appealing to gay bars at 3 a.m. in New York City as we possibly can. These are the type of people that we're dealing with in this scenario. Yeah. yeah. Good it's really Lord. not that much of a stretch. I could totally buy that. No, I mean, once I, again, this this segment's filled with speculation. Of course. But that's the problem is the precedent that these parents have set make any speculation under the sun seem entirely believable or totally reasonable as possible scenarios that could be happening. Oh, my God. I want to kill myself. So the show must be almost over. That's all I got. But I, I want to say thanks to listeners for keeping us up to date in some of this stuff. Again, it's not to shit on Desmond, the kid. I, I, I hope the best for him. And the thing is, I just I want to combat this sort of thing culturally because the other side of this is all about this love and tolerance and all this all this sort of thing. There has to be some limiting principle there, too. Otherwise, we are going to enter this bizarre territory where we're, we're going to, to sexualize children. We're going to have all this like pedophilic type material, including basically maybe open pedophilia itself. I can't believe I'm saying this thing this type of stuff again as the guy who used to think the 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 warnings the sky is falling warnings about gay marriage were just way off the wall and totally nonsense it's always one more step there's always one right, more step and, right. and this is not me saying i oppose gay marriage or that was a mistake I or anything wouldn't like even that call this normalizing it's, pedophilia this is open endorsement of pedophilia there's it's yeah all i'm saying is every step that's gained in the supposed progress and there have been a lot of good pieces of progress in the history of this country or whatever. Every step is never the last step. There's always another step right. that they're going to take. And I need, we have to, we have to define which are the good steps and which ones are the terrible ones and where we're going to stop because our culture clearly has a problem with setting those kinds of boundaries. I can't even believe that this sort of thing is like a debate and that people like us would be called hateful 
for having questions about this sort of thing. To your point, that kid, I I don't think he has a shot at having a normal, healthy life. Oh no, he's. I a hope he does. Too. I hope he does. But check in with Desmond at age twenty. We'll see where he is. Dude, that he's not gonna make it to twenty. Mm. Oh God. Now that I've destroyed your soul once again, let's hop just into super chat. Build me up to tear me down. Don't just gag. Well. Uh, you're going to have to catch up to me when I'm reading this because I'll need a break like halfway through. We get a bunch. Okay. Uh, Boogeyman917, me thinks it's easier for rich white women to take the day off from work than it is for other women. They also don't invite women who are pro-life. Anyway, mm. happy new year to my favorite podcast. About the, too. Thank you. the women's march. Yeah. Women's march. Well, thank you. Cuddy says, Sanders caucuser here from Idaho Falls. Welcome to a red state, Blonde. Thank you. I think mm. a lot of us were red-pilled by his treatment by the DNC. That and the Berkeley riot red-pilled me. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Gamergate yeah. got a lot of people too. It is interesting how many Bernie people have um, come over. And yeah. I guess I guess maybe I was almost there, I suppose. I was never like full-blown Bernie guy. I knew I wasn't going to vote for Hillary, but I've been a Democratic voter. But I think I kind of got off the train before that was even a possibility. Yep. But that is interesting. Uh, Peter Manning says, here's 20. Thank you, Peter. Jamie Clay, damn it. I forgot to put fan art in the message subject. Well, here it is uh, in a you capital, capitalist swine. Oh, I'm, maybe I missed it. Uh, we can return to it. Sorry about that. We're going to have to return to it uh, later, Jamie. Thank you. Dakota Stanton, 19 witches die in Salem. It's almost current year 2019. Coincidence? I think not. Maybe it's time to bring back <laughs> some witch burnings. Yeah. Uh, Oteus McCarthy, or, or Oteus, I'm sorry if I'm messing that up. Thank you for sharing your experience with Patreon. It helps us probe and understand how stable, unstable our funding can be while tackling large projects. And mm. you know, Skag knows a thing or two about large probes. <laughs> SB. SB says any guy I use that term oh, that calls himself a witch <laughs> is a guy that probably that is probably into getting pegged by his coven <laughs> which makes him more of a bitch than a witch thank you I suppose so <laughs> Richard Pierce Trump it's a deer hunt by I don't mean any offense to the thousands of deer that tragically lose their lives to senseless gun violence <laughs> and senseless car violence man I know. my family's hit so many deer throughout the years oh yeah bastards car ruiners um, Robin says, have some shekels, you dirty money grabbers, blonde, gorgeous as always. Matt, well, you're here too. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Matt runs this show. Uh, Jay I Bob bring Knight. you the images of blonde. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Melania was the first floatist to visit an active combat zone in 30 years. Wow. Uh, no need to need confirmation of that, though. Um, yeah, I don't hmm. see any headlines on that. Patrick Waz. Well, don't forget, Hillary was under sniper fire and all that. So she was a hero years back. I almost just made a really obscene gesture that I'm really glad I didn't. <laughs> you know, that JPEG. would get gift. Or gift, yeah. yeah. JPEG. God, I'm so old. Patrick Waz, the world is crazy and stupid, but that's why bourbon exists. Toasting to you guys having a successful 2019. Thank you. Well, thanks. You as well. Uh, Leonis Drafer, blonde, you're the highlight of my week. Tell your husband that he is lucky he found you first. Both of you are helping me to better adjust my own political views by giving wow. me new points of use. Thank you so much, but I will not tell my husband that because he would think it was a bitchy thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ryan F. said, let this be a lesson to all of you about short-haired women. Impeccably true advice that only a woman with long hair could deliver. <laughs> yes. And stay away from shaved head women. Mm. You hear that, Emma Gonzalez? We're on to you. Yeah, yeah. It's a mm. sign of an insane person. AZ Archer, happy New Year's, bitches. Though it's a little early, I'm in the beautiful state of Utah tonight, but I'll be in Portland tomorrow trying to dodge drunk New Year's drivers. Agent K is better than Sig Sauer. Just saying, as always. I can't, I can't afford either, man. I'd take either at this point. Fine quality firearms. Yeah. 
Yeah. Dallas I got to get a new Dingle. Patreon account before I'm buying either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dallas Dingle. Everything Jack Conti says, a um, mob acronym included, is carefully worded to just shit all over you guys. It's all intentional. I know. He thinks Seems he's so, so fucking clever. Yeah. KBOP video, Happy New Year's Blonde and Matt. Hope the 2019 brings you good health, happiness, prosperity, and offspring to cure blonde disease and lots of surprise <laughs> cringe. Thanks for spreading weekly joy. God bless. Thank you so much. You as well. Happy New Year. Liberative. Patreon has a chronic case of not knowing who they work for. Their language indicates they think creators work for them and are subject yeah. to their management and payment discretion. Yeah. You want to yeah. take over for a little bit? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Liberative, and Happy New Year. Synac 8 says the, the band Soygon... They banned Soygon because he decided to be more public by joining UKIP and BBC and the BBC pressuring them. If only he listened to the alt-right when they told him that interviewing with the BBC was an awful idea. I, I don't know any of the history of that, but I don't know, man. I, it's, we'll, see, we'll see who else gets targeted because I know Sargon's not going to be the last. You know, someone else is going to be next on the chopping block in the coming months. Yeah, well, we're going to chop ourselves before <laughs> they chop us. Liberative says, uh, does Patreon distribute W-2s or pay payroll taxes? No, that's correct. Huh. They must uh, just be contractors then. They need mushroom tat. <laughs> they need mushroom tattoos to make them remember their place. Yeah. They need uh, mushroom stamps all over Jacqueline Hart and Jack Conti's face. I agree. I like, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, Mike uh, Pyers says, Owen Benjamin released his famous hit song, that nig stole my bike last summer. I'm really looking forward to an epic meltdown from him when he's banned. Also, we remember Matt's 14 words. Yeah, I mean, they could dig that up. And I oh, assume yeah. they could ban uh, uh, Owen Benjamin off Patreon for the same reason. Uh, tune in, drop out. Do you have Bitcoin ad- a Bitcoin address? Oh, sorry. This, uh, this I misread. I shouldn't have read this one, but I'm going to bend the rules. Um, we have them individually. I have mine linked in my video descriptions, and I think you do too. But we don't have one for the podcast uh, Maybe we should specifically. I, I'm going to be um, setting a whole bunch of alternatives up uh, in, in January, including a P.O. box. Like, I thought this was ridiculous at first, but people are like, I don't want to deal with these insane middlemen. Let me send you a check. All right, I'm going to set up a P.O. box. It doesn't sound so crazy anymore. Yeah. Hmm. Tranny Bane. I wonder if it's the real Tranny Bane. From, from Crowder's show. Uh, first time commenting, would uh, should probably save these bucks, but I'm horrible with money, so oh well, keep up the great work in the new year. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Philbert 53 Rogers, two women's marches canceled. One uh, uh, one for too many whites and the other for anti-Semitism has to, peak, uh, has to be peak 2018, correct? Happy New Year's to you and yours. Thank you, you as well. Ricky says, can't watch live, but thank you for the amazing show this year. Matt, you've changed my mind on so many issues with the clear and concise arguments. Keep it up. Well, thank you. I'm glad to hear Matt. it. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very high, high compliment. Yes, he didn't say blonde, but I'm sure you're... No, no, you're, nobody would say that to me. <laughs> you're here too. Synac8 says, have you tried uh, Stream Me? They work like Twitch. I believe they take 20% from subs, 0% from Super Chat. They don't censor unless it's advocating violence or um, stream sniping. I, I've used Stream Me way back in the day when I was doing like gaming streams. I've not used it for this show. That's another alternative uh, uh, opportunity to diversify if we wanted to. We could send this stream to multiple platforms. Eh, it's something to think about. Um, unfortunately, it's another thing to manage. And that's the unfortunate downside to all this is like every account that we set up is another thing that has to be managed. And we, you know, it's just us. Like you're seeing the full staff of this show and our channels. So I'll keep it in mind though. Uh, thank you. Veril Journey says the purple pill is. Uh, palliative i don't know this word palliative palliative uh did i just have another epitome moment i don't know that word let's see i actually actually don't know wow we're hmm. pretty dumb 
<laughs> it's that point in the show. Well, actually, we're 20 minutes shy of two hours, but it's getting there. That's my excuse. Steven Suarez, I wish Matt would get a hit piece for calling one of those idiots a green go my yachte. I think maybe, uh, I don't know what happened. I, or I don't know what you're referencing there, Steven. I was going to speculate maybe the, the phone fingers got in the way or something. <laughs> oh, palliative care is like hospice care. Ah, there you go. Okay, appreciate it. Raynor Chen says, uh, hey, how, how are my head of uh, PR and chairwoman of diversity and inclusion not able to listen live today? Here's a great new year for you both. Well, thank you, you as well. Grandmaster level, if you don't like my favorite color green, you're racist. When I say green, I mean wacky tobacco. Well, good smoking, and he donated in Canadian, so uh, happy. Uh, or it looks like Canadian anyway. Happy smoking in Canada. Dylan Bloomberg says, I get uh, an intellectual boner Every time Matt's intro plays, well, well, thanks. This is the last stream I get to listen to uh, in the States. I'll be listening to you guys in Iraq soon. Thanks for the great entertainment. I don't know if that's due to military service. If it is, thanks for serving or for whatever purposes you're going to Iraq. Uh, but, uh, but thank you. Uh, and thanks for tuning in. Minority of thought. No, no. Thanks for supporting the show. Bill says, hey, guys, I never get to catch you live, but I love the content and appreciate the level-headed nature of Matt and adore the brutal honesty of Blonde. Happy New Year. A year's worth of Patreon subs for you. Well, oh, thanks for thank sticking so with much. us. Much appreciated. That's not right. Matt and I once made love on New Year's Eve. He lowered his balls and sprayed, and I sprayed him with champagne, if you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. I recall distinctly. Do you want me to take Can- over? This? Yeah, go for it. K-Bot video, a few shekels for Matt to drown his sorrows in Coors Light. After the loss to my <laughs> bears, I would have given more, but my sister, Katie Zed, and I have to get our mega hats and drive across town to get some vapes. Yeah, you guys are going to get assaulted or accosted. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Jay Egger, as loudly as I welcome the shutdown, it did actually direct directly affect me. I was planning a Bahamas cruise, but I don't have my passport yet. And, of course, the State Department is mm. closed. Ah, yeah. Andrew Grove just moved out of Hawaii, the Big Island, a couple months back. Sorry to say that the beach park bathrooms are scary most of the time. Can only imagine what they're like now. Everything takes longer there. Yes, mm. I just got back from the Big Island. Um, it was okay. Uh, James Deanst, sorry to cancel my Patreon, but had to be principled. Have you seen Gavin is back on YouTube? Y'all should try to get him on our show. We have. Yeah. Don't know I, if it's possible, but would love to see it. Happy New Year. I listened to the last episode of uh, Get Off My Lawn, and I hope he continues doing it on YouTube. It is one of the options he floated. And, um, and yeah, Gavin's welcome on this show anytime. We, we're trying, man, but I don't know. He's got stuff to do, I guess. He is a busy guy. Uh, Robert Atkinson, Matt, say it. Baker Mayfield is the man, and the Browns will win the AFC North next year. Say it. Um, I mean, like I, I like the, I'd be happy to see the Browns win. Baker Mayfield is the man, because he put it in all caps, and the Browns will win the AFC North next year. Go for it. Cool. Oh, and the Iconoclast is in our chat tonight, too. Oh, cool. Um, guy rainy Democrats want to reframe the Berlin wall as keeping people out instead of keeping people in. That's why they're against the wall. Um, hmm. let's see. Okay. Danielle M Metz. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to you both. Thank you. Curtis Miller. The cops family should sue the state of California for wrongful death. Yes. Hmm, maybe that's the answer. I don't know. Uh, Kai Cooper. Sigh. God damn it. Every time. Sigh <laughs> Cooper. I'm sorry. Sigh. Yeah. I will commit it to memory and forget and promptly after the show. Uh, well, it looks like I missed the first hour. Damn time zones happen happens every time uh, I'm in the central time. So anyway, here's a few shekels for you. Good lowdown money grabbers. Sorry, sigh, mm. sorry, sigh. Foxy Liz P. She's beauty and she's grace. She'll punch you in the face. That's the lyrics from She's a Lady, but you know. Yeah. 
I'm starting to think turfs may have a point. Thank you, Liz. Yeah. Uh, if you stand up for women, but also men can be women. It's, I, I don't understand how you, if you're a feminist, how you can be trans inclusionary. That doesn't right. make sense. Yeah. Can't square it, that circle. I, I, yeah. So I don't think if there are feminists who have some ideological consistency, you'd have to be turf because the distinction between men and women is fundamental to the feminist cause. I would assume. Otherwise uh, there is no feminist cause. Caesar. Hmm. Uh, Nick Knick. Nick Ken. Can you hmm. shout out my friend, please? His name is Phil D. Collards. Thank you. Legit. Enjoy you too. Happy Xmas. Was great and happy new year. Thank you, Nick. And thank you, Phil. Shout out to Phil. Yamafego. Here's your weekly allowance. Don't spend it all in one place. Happy new year, guys. Thanks. Uh, Matthew Vicari says, do my bidding. We will. <laughs> yeah. The we vape will. shop guy did say that. Did you hear that? Oh, he did? He's like, ring ring up my vape, whatever, for my wife. Do my bidding. He said <laughs> that to him. Which I got to admit, I kind of find a little annoying. Like, I don't think you should be able to go into a store and tell them to do your bidding. They don't have yeah. to. But I understand why he was heated. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Yeah, He kept it his cool way better than the other day. For sure. he, was, he was making light of a funny situation. Yeah. So, you know, in context, I get it. Jamie Clay says, this California is getting out and joining the American readout. Look up female hmm. bodies. Huh. Well, good to hear that you're uh, participating in the exodus, the oh, mass exodus from California. Um, Fat Hooligan, vape shop clip made my week happen here, guys. <laughs> Don Martin, God bless America. God bless you, Matt and Blonde. You guys are absolutely the freaking best. Thank well, you, thanks. First son of man, Appreciate happy it. New Year's to you both. Blonde is my alt-right. Do I always say this wrong. Is it waifu? Waifu, I believe. Matt is gay in the bad way. He has been dressing <laughs> better, though. He's I wear the same, the same damn stuff. thing all the time, though. But yeah, for, <laughs> he has a girlfriend now, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to impress anybody. I know. Uh, Rodezilla five thirty two. If the wall wouldn't work and became a bottomless pit of government spending and contracts to be handed out to unions, the Dems would fund this in a second. Happy yeah, maybe that's the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jacob says vapor ham Lincoln. You say hashtag John Wilkes. <laughs> did nothing wrong. <laughs> uh, you yeah. want to take over? Yeah, uh, truck my ad says. Um, oh, sorry. Thank you for supporting the show. I, I'm terrible at reading super chats. Semper uh, ad meliora. The Dems say, "Okay, fine. We'll build a fence along the entire southern border, but I want it to be like the Jurassic Park fences, and I want fifty thousand volts going through it." Uh, oh no, he's saying this to the Dems. We'll build the fence, but it has to be like the Jurassic Park fence, and I want fifty thousand volts going through it. And Mexico pays for the electricity. Fair enough. Thanks for supporting the show. Uh, Short Breath Scorpion. That's a good name, too. Matt and I once made love. I'd let you know about it, but it's kind of gay. P.S. What do you call a girl with no legs? Did you read it? Disabled. Yeah. Uh, damn it. Where's I owe him a poorly timed rim shot, and I can't even find it. I already botched it. Thank you for supporting the show. K-Bot, oh, video. K-Bot video says, FYI, Tucker is part of uh, Metro Atlanta and butts up against the city. It's not a small town. It's a suburb. Ah, Did I have bad is... intel? Because on Wikipedia, it says population total 1,827. Yeah, but if it's if it's right near the city, then they're getting all that Atlanta leftist garbage. Oh, wait. Weird. There must have been, some ref there must have been something that changed in the city because it says 2010 population 1,827. Estimate 2017, 30, 36,130. Oh, so they must have like redrawn some lines or apparently everybody moved to Tucker. But yeah. Oh, in November 2015, voters approved incorporating Tucker into a city. That's ah. why that's that's why we had bad Tucker Waifu. Intel. Waifu. Waifu. It, oh, I'm saying, saying this wrong. 
Uh, this is Daryl O'Dell. Clearly, clearly, you don't understand what the word clearly means, sir. <laughs> tranny yeah. Bane, I hope to one day harness my tranny power. We hope you do too. Kenneth Nichols, yeah. why the bleeps and audio cutouts on that Exhale City video? Nothing said during that exchange exceeded your wonderfully entertaining and entirely enjoyable. It's weekend. it's because I got the full clip from the Daily Mail, so uh, I didn't actually do the censoring. Uh, but it's the clip I had, and I thought uh, maybe I should have the not censored one. But you know. I got stuff to do, so I just used the censored one. Sorry if it ruined your experience. But the one thing I'll say I, dis- I was disappointed in by the censored version is at the end, um, he says, uh, will you give me your, your manager's number or something? And the, the, if Abraham Lincoln goes, I ain't giving you dick. And he says <laughs> it is, it's really funny, and it got blurp, It got uh, bleeped out. Aww. So I was a little disappointed in that. But yeah, I take the, I take the fault for going with the censored Daily Mail version. Uh, Johnny Boy Quick Draw, wishing you both success in the new year on the vape incident. Anthony Brian Logan showed a second video on his channel where the Trump dude walked into a second vape store and got along great with a liberal black woman. Interesting. I haven't seen that, but I would, yeah, I'd believe it. Kenneth Nichols, and you missed the full impact of the amazing schoolgirl blind rage, ginger fury, social justice warriorness. Uh, I, I'm not sure what that's referencing. That one's beyond me. I'm sorry, Kenneth. I also hmm. don't know. Um, Keith Johnson, you guys should check out the YouTuber, the distributist. I've seen some of his videos. Uh, he produces great content and would be a good guest for you guys. Thank you. Uh, Viral Journey, his father is Soy Santa. Maybe abortion isn't such a bad idea after all. Okay. Joel Dykeman, parenting is about molding and guiding a child into something acceptable. Otherwise, you are simply a surrogate. Those parents have failed Desmond. I have no respect for them. Do die in a ditch. I'm with you. <laughs> Kenneth Nichols, regarding Desmond, this will all get straightened out, bad pun, when Mm. the lawsuits explode in about 15 years. I hope that something happens to these parents. This is just outrageous every time I see it. Andrew, my friend's three-year-old named their cat Stink-a-Poop, likes Christmas lights, and is excited every Sunday to kiss the icon of Christ. A three-year-old should not have autonomy to slide into degeneracy. Exactly. Uh, John McGee, does ketamine help with Desmond's autism? This laissez-faire approach to parenting is why there are millennials that are frankly just unemployable brats. Mom and dad, a mom and dad lets me make my own rules uh, and how come not at work. Yeah, I I agree. Um, Fico and Puss, Desmond shouldn't dress up sexually just like girls his age shouldn't. Let's not forget that. Children get tempted to, and it's our responsibility to correct them. Semper Ad Melior, 2019 prediction slash wish. One of the big three social media companies gets sued for knowingly exposing kids to media that's designed to be addictive. We'll see. Oh, that'd be amazing. Happy New Year's and all the best in 2019. Thank you. Jason Fan, bad year overall, but you guys were always there to close the weekend on a high note. Cheers and have a great 2019. Thank you. You as well. Neil Patrick Clarice, whose icon is an NPC. It's giraffe giraffe neck neck guy. But we're not supposed to read this one either. Oh, whoops. I suck at this. But perhaps for the Avatar. <laughs> uh, perhaps for the Avatar. Rafael Salvador, Happy New Year's, everybody. What a great and thank you, Neil. So just in time for my B-Day. Here's hoping for a wonderful 2019 full of triggered freaks. Black mm. Puppet Joe would love to have Tim Pool on the show. We have. Check out about six months ago. No, it was like about a year ago. It was January. My sense of time is but um, bad. But I was actually, I've spoken with Tim. We've been messaging because I, I thought it'd be helpful to maybe stream about some of the Patreon stuff and compare notes because we've both been in communication. But with the holidays and stuff, it's it's sort of difficult. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Tim and I end up doing something cooperatively soon, including maybe this stream. We'll see. Um, Ryan then maybe Dukes. he'll learn who Blonde is. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Dukes, take the rest of my Christmas prepaid Visa card, guys. I love the show. Hey, by the way, Matt, 
Check out binary triggers, fires on yeah. both pull and release. Oh, they're legal even though bump stocks are banned. I didn't no, know that but they're they're not cheap. They're not cheap. I have some friends who send me uh, video clips of theirs. Oh, we should have one... fake news ourselves because we said that bump stocks are inexpensive, but people were saying in the comments that they are like fairly expensive. Two hundred to six hundred bucks is what. No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. No, never mind. No, no, that um, person's fake news. It was a few people. Maybe, maybe now, maybe if you want to buy one now, because demand has skyrocketed. But yeah. generally speaking, before they were, you could buy them for like, you know, 60 bucks, 100 bucks, 120 bucks, that type of thing. Oh, God, I can't, I'm going to have to read this, aren't I? <laughs> Go for it. Rafael Salvador. Matt and I once made love and he came so hard. His semen traveled back in time Ugh. and knocked my mom up. So hi, Daddy Matt. Jeez, props on creativity, my goodness. Ew. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, mom. And I think we're good. Let me reload. Okay. Uh, there's one more from Sai who says, "Blonde, I can I can confirm girls with shaved heads are batshit crazy. I've dated one for three years. Oh my gosh! Thank Can't you, believe you made it three years." Close out with uh, Streamlabs real quick. Um, Wittering Raven, Matt, do you have plans to have uh, um, to have somewhere to set up your recurring crypto donations? I'm not aware of any just yet, but if they're out there, I'd, I'd consider setting them up. So if, if you're aware of a platform, send it to my email inbox. I'll take a look. Thank you. Tune in, drop out, keep up the good work. Thank you, will do. Kim says, Patreon banning creators by association reminds me of a quotation from the Gulag Archipelago. Uh, it's too long to post here, but it says how a Russian under Stalin's reign is at risk for, of being arrested for shaking hands uh, with someone who confessed to conspiracy. Interesting. Redicus says, I don't know what Copper Cab had... <laughs> Sorry, let me reread. I didn't know that Copper Cab had his titties removed and started a vape shop. You remember Copper Cab? Yeah. That, that's close, close image. You're right. So what you're saying is, uh, oh, thanks for supporting the show. God, I'm terrible at reading tonight. Thank you. Thank you for supporting. Redicus, Desmond's parents are the best argument for abortion because if you don't care about your kids, then maybe the option should be available uh, for the parents. Yeah, I mean, I... I don't think that should cost Desmond his life necessarily, but <laughs> I guess if you want to make a compelling case for a life that has no shot, maybe Desmond is example number one. I have to laugh at these things because they're so sad and kind of true. I know. Ugh. Big Ed says, uh, hey, Matt, I think it's a great show. It's a terrific show. It's a tremendous show. It's frankly the best, but I don't envy uh, the case of hemorrhoids you must be suffering from with all that fence sitting you do. Oh, come on. I'm a principled guy. Try to be more like blonde. Love to Caesar. We can't have two blondes on this show. No, the, the, uh, the cooperation, the collaboration and the complimentary nature of the commentary is what yeah. makes this and I show need go Matt around to stay where he is, or I will just become a full on fascist. Yeah. If it wasn't for Matt. I'd be in a different place intellectually. I, think. I, 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 to truth be told, I'm not trying to rip on big end. Thanks for supporting the show. I don't consider myself a fence sitter. I consider myself someone who tries to stick to principle and somebody who tries to consider every angle of a possible story or issue. Uh, I, I don't right. think that I'm indecisive for the purposes of like remaining neutral or something like that. I take no, a hard no. stance on a lot of things. And there have been, and Matt really is principle. And there have been a few things where he's like, listen, like you need to scale this back. And then he turns out, you know, turns out to be right. Um, so I've mm. got to give him credit, but then there have been some things where I'm like, all right, like I, I can pull you over a little bit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the nature of the show is clearly we influence each other. Uh, you've made me into uh, some sort of Hitlerian figure and I've made <laughs> you into a future Democrat voter because you're not going to vote for Trump. I don't know. I mean, maybe we might yeah. be in a situation where you vote for Trump and I don't. 
how weird would that be? But that actually, see, if the status quo maintains, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's what is going to happen in 2020. How bizarre. Anyway, thanks to uh, all our super chatters uh, for chiming in and everybody hanging oh, out in the live chat as well. There's one more in here that just came in. This is Macho mm. Ma'am Tranny Savage. I love watching your show. We <laughs> Not sure when love I that. came across it, but I wish you both the best in 2019. Also, did you know Lindsay Shepard is pregnant? Congrats and good luck to her as well. I did know that. I didn't uh, know that. You hmm. didn't? I did not know that, no. Yeah, she's like six or seven months pregnant. I saw wow. because on her Twitter, she's like, I'm three months. This is a while back. I'm three months pregnant. And if you're, if Antifa comes near me, yeah, you know, so, um, defend yourself. Yep. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, happy new year to everybody out there. Thanks for making 2018 a great year for this show. And thanks for helping us survive amid all the uncertainty and the chaos. We'll have more news about the future of the show and how we plan to adapt in the midst of all this Patreon nonsense next month but um but other than that i just i just you know i hope everybody had a great christmas i hope uh hope everybody's gonna have a happy new year and i hope everybody makes new year's resolutions that they won't stick to like i did last year (laughs) i think i picked uh i was gonna clean my room in jordan peterson spirit like not metaphorically like i needed to be cleaner in my (laughs) space for it wasn't for any higher pursuit of cleaning up my life it's just like i'm messy around here i'm gonna clean this shit and i didn't do that mm-hmm. and of course the year before that i said i wasn't going to get in any more twitter wars and i didn't do that either no but now you have a hot so, girlfriend so either make her do it or keep things clean for her now you've inflated her ego two weeks in a row and i'm going to hear about it as soon as we're done on this i like her what can i say <laughs> yeah you guys should hang out she wants your phone number yeah and i've been withholding it so because no. if i give it to her you guys are just going to talk shit that's why all I've been the with- time it's yeah i know awesome you should totally give it to her <laughs> Thanks to everybody for hanging out, keeping us in touch with the facts when uh, they get away from us. If you're listening later on YouTube or on one of the audio platforms, thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you'd like more material, including listening back to Wednesday night Wednesday Night's Call Show, which is back this Wednesday, by the way, after the holidays, or other interviews we've done elsewhere, uh, you can find those on the audio platforms. Check them out. That's Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and more. They're all linked conveniently in the description for uh, for you. You can email us. That's beautyandthebeta.gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Happy New Year. See you in 2019. Bye, guys. Be safe. Thanks. Thanks.